established room temperature and you are still exchanging oxygen. That means your ears, mind and heart are open to the messages we are about to bring you. We do not have a pill for you, red, black, or blue, but we might have some enlightenment to bring. My name is Dean, and I am the person who is speaking right now. My pronouns are he, him, and we. My name is Rob. I am your host and comrade. My pronouns are he and him, but I also appreciate Dean's use of the word we. Hi, I'm Trisha. I go on rants sometimes. It's interesting. There's a lot of fuckery that falls forth from this face. My pronouns are her, she, and comrade, but I also dig the we. <laughs> uh, Dean, did you already get the YouTube link? I'll get it. No worries. Okay. Yep. Go ahead, Sterling. Have we already been to me? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> My name is Sterling. <laughs> My pronoun is there. He is the royal we. I am. Lord Serling. And that's it. I'm here. <clears throat> Seriously, I am here, though. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yes. I'm all here. <laughs> Where'd Don go? Or Austin. I'm waiting for Dawn. I'm <laughs> waiting for Austin, man. <laughs> All right, I'll go. Hi, my name is Austin, the radical Patton. Uh, I, I don't really know about pronouns. I mean, I guess I'm he, him, and uh, whatever else you want to use. I don't, it, I mean, whatever you want to use. Uh, I'll be running for Congress in 2024 in Pennsylvania's 16th district uh, for the people because we need some representation. And there we are. It's your turn, Sir Don. Good evening, my my beautiful mountain of stardust floating through the nothingness. I'm your host, Don Good News Hughes. I'm still not sure why they call me good news. I, it, I guess it's better than bad news. Um, I'm I'm glad that you're with us tonight. I'm very glad that my voice is finding a place to sit in the caves on the sides of your head that you call ears. Um, I promise that my, uh, my my word birds will be good ones and not not shit ones. Indeed, I stole that from Duncan Trussell. Shout out Word to Trussell. <laughs> Word birds. Man. So Word I birds. guess um, before we get into the uh, the news, if you will, I would like to show all of you, or discuss with all of you, that our Patreon is now live. Um, any amount helps. I see, you know, like we've we've got a couple of patrons now. That's pretty pretty dope. Uh, every little bit helps. Uh, that is www.patreon.com slash for we are many. Um, we have we also have an option on there for Elon Musk, but only if you are Elon Musk. I thought Dean was gonna follow that up with something, but 
Oh, <laughs> no, I was on mute. Um, <laughs> I, um, if you are Jeff Bezos, please rest assured that your level is coming. <laughs> oh, God. All right, so... Um, I guess on with our regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> our first segment today is mutual aid. Um, so there was an opinion piece in the New York Times today about the coronavirus and mutual aid in Chicago. Um... Man, we were we were do we were jokingly doing that like pilot uh thing earlier, and now I'm like stuck on it, man. <laughs> uh, no. Sorry. That's more the grudge, maybe, huh? <laughs> Actually, uh, Dean, if I send you this message or this message, this uh, link in the the chat, can you get around this paywall for me? Yeah. I thought you might be able to. Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, read it earlier, but I can't go back and reread it because I'm poor. <laughs> um, so while we're talking about mutual aid, while we're waiting for Dean to pop that open, um, we are also trying to start our own mutual aid projects. Uh, for example, the 22nd, which is a week from Monday, I have a park cleanup at Thunderbird Paseo Park in Glendale, Arizona, if anybody hearing my voice is in that area and wants to drop by, um, the more the merrier, pretty much. It's just the first step of community building. Anybody else have any updates? I will try to be there. I'm in Arizona as well. So, oh, yeah. I mean, in Greenville, Pennsylvania, we're trying to do community gardens. We expect you here, sir. <laughs> you buy me a plane ticket and I will be there, I promise. Don't come here, dude. You don't want to come here. <laughs> I might want to, actually. It would, might be better than Greenville. <laughs> no, it's not that bad. It's, it's very pretty. I hope you like the hot. It is I hot. do not. I do not like the hot. Why I love well, in Michigan. That's a new kind of bluey white right there this spring i'm sorry but you guys have dry heat down there so yeah but does it really matter what the humidity is when it's 120 degrees yes it does yeah because yeah, if it was yes. 120 degrees and super humid we would all die you're right yes you would <laughs> <laughs> For those uh, folks in for those folks in the uh, chat, I will drop the link to this that I'm sharing, as well as the plugin that I use to get around paywalls. Mm -hmm. Indeed, I could probably use that. Um, so basically, um, I, I don't plan on reading the whole article, but um, the 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 point is is that a lot of people who aren't traditionally leftists are certainly coming around to realize how important mutual yeah. aid actually is. This New York is... Times, guys. Jeez, that's amazing. Yeah. New York Times, guys. 
who are so capitalist they won't let you read the article twice, but they're talking about mutual aid. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. And encouraging it. They're talking about it in a good way. <laughs> I don't have anything for sustainability today. Um, I just wanted to reiterate uh, the bit that I said Monday about upcycling. If you can grow food out of trash or if you can make trash anything useful at all, why wouldn't you? Uh, we really need to start consciously making an effort to send less stuff to a landfill. Like that, toilet paper rolls. Yeah, that is that is certainly a form of upcycling, yes. Uh, you can use, if you didn't know this, you can use toilet paper rolls as like seed planters. If you don't want to buy the little peat moss things, they biodegrade in the ground just like the peat moss things do, though. Sterling, you're a gardener. What do you got on sustainability, bud? Tell us what you're up to. Well, I put some stuff into climate change, which probably belongs in sustainability. We can cover that if you want. It's a garden update. So maybe sustainability would have been the better place. I mean, go for it. <laughs> On the other hand, having some good news and climate change for a change would be nice. Yeah, either way. Uh, Did somebody but... say good news? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Don. Pete Moss, though. Pete Moss must be a name somewhere. I mean, I'm sure it is somewhere. Pete Moss. Oh, man. We're always so awkward at the start of these streams. It's great. I'm not awkward at all. Rob, I don't know what you mean. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, is upcycling, up, up uh, is that also compost or no? Is well, I mean, compost is a, is a different but similar concept thing. Right. Uh, upcycling. Upcycling, you're, you're no. generally trying to like turn trash into something useful, whereas with composting, you're turning trash into something useful. So like making, uh, yeah, right. Like making uh, plastic bottles into like planners instead of just throwing them away. Yeah, yeah. And I will be, I, I will be experimenting with that myself here soon. Um, everybody's got plastic bottles, man. <laughs> yeah. Too many. Car cardboard into uh, you could use cardboard into actually uh, to make compost out of it to put compost into it like outside cardboard in terms boxes of my uh, in terms of my own mutual aid projects one of the things that I'm working on is gorilla gardening at the same park I was just talking <clears throat> about and You're I'm making a small You're going to prison. probably but I'm making a small vertical garden out of a pallet and some fucking burlap fabric. I'm just saying, it's doable. I will I will post updates after I actually make it. I heard something done. about if the pallet is marked H2, then it's not treated. It's not like uh, chemically treated, it's heat treated. So. Yeah, and I mean, if you're going to plant directly on the wood, that's pretty important. I'm going to use the burlap fabric as a, as a buffer between it. 
Like the soil will be held in the fabric. So, I mean, I know it could leach through, but that being said, I, I know that at least uh, one of the pallets that I currently have is heat treated. So I haven't checked all of them though. So, uh, it's better wanna... than nothing, sir. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I heard also that to keep, we, I don't know if you guys have Don's pipe over there. That thing's pretty. I don't know if you guys have slugs down there, but uh, if you put uh, oh thorn bushes, if you cut thorn bushes up and put them around the garden, slugs hardly won't go over them, so Ooh. they won't get on your plants. Indeed, I don't know, uh, Sterling. Do we have do we have slugs here? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I think they dry up and like shrivel up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't that's... move. Yeah, right. The dirt's rock fucking hard. Indeed. I blame the government. <laughs> I blame whoever plants those trees you guys have. Those palm trees. <laughs> yeah. Got him. So, do you uh, want to bring up that sustainability bit, or does Trisha want to go into good uh, to women's rights? Uh, well, I don't. If you want to do that for climate change, to have some bright news, we can do that. I mean, I'm cool with that. Okay. So, Trisha, that means <laughs> that it's your turn. <clears throat> Indeed. And well, this one is another New York Times article that I pulled. So, I guess if anybody wants to screen share that, we'll, we'll probably need Dean to do that for the paywall thingy <laughs> but um basically uh this article was saying that biden is overturning the trump boss rules concerning sexual harassment and assault on campuses which were of course in you know reactionary form to obama era title nine rules the trump boss rules favored the accused undoing a lot of the obama era protections for survivors and i guess sleepy joe isn't sleeping on unfucking this one and won't be sniffing any hairs about it Speaking of Sleepy Joe, I just got a notification on my phone that he's live, so we're going to try to bring that up so we can talk shit, right? <laughs> yeah. Let me go find it. I'm already working on it. Okay. Rob, Rob can you up the beats, please? We need it. Yeah, he's going to brace himself for the president, for fuck's sake. Come on. There we go. Uh, the second item I have under women's rights. Oh, never mind. I didn't. I couldn't hear what you were saying. I didn't realize you're. Because even if we devote so every resource we had, beating this virus and getting back to normal depends on national unity. And national unity isn't just how politics and politicians vote in Washington. I gotta turn down the, the beats, Sterling. I can't hear. Cable or online. Unity is what we He's do together sleepy. as fellow Americans. Because if we don't stay vigilant and the conditions change, then we may have to reinstate restrictions to get back on track. And please, we don't want to do that again. We've made so much progress. No, we it's haven't. The time to let if you look closely, you can see Jeff Dunham. Just as we I can see him. I see him. Into a hopeful spring and summer is not the time to not stick with the 
I'll close with this. We've lost so much over the last year. We've lost family and friends. We've lost businesses and dreams we spent years building. We've lost time, time with each other. He glitched out for a second there, like physically glitched out. No graduation ceremonies this, this spring. No graduations from college, high school, moving up ceremonies. You know, and there's something else we lost. We lost faith in whether our government. He looks like he's ready for a nap. Really hard things for the American people. But as I stand here tonight, we're proving once again something I've said time and time again to the probably tired of hearing me say it. I say it to I'm getting tired of hearing him say a lot of things. Most every Never time. ever a good bet to bet. Don't notice how long it takes him to blink. America is called that boat talk. The development, manufacturing, distribution. And that's like a quarter of a second time is a true miracle of science. It's one of the most extraordinary achievements any country has ever accomplished. His skin just looks really, really good. Really, really good to be 100. Like, <laughs> he looks younger than I do. He does, dude. <laughs> I got more wrinkles with that guy. Extraordinary American science and one another. I can't unsee Jim Carrey. What the fuck did his face just do? Did you see it too? You saw it. Oh my God! Millions of people includes one thousand. Why are we watching this carbuncular geriatric? Oh, dude, that's a good question, man. Wow. Yes, he looks like a catcher's mitt. Check. I'm telling you, there's somebody pulling strings. That's a marionette puppet. Dude, I think it's a robot. There's straight up. Strings. Straight up. It's a robot, bro. Oh, holograph. But, you know, the words, I guess, matter, but I just can't, man. I mean, his words would matter if he, like, you know, did the things that he says. Well, he was or said the same thing two days in a row. He was... He was talking about unity in the beginning. That's why he changed so much. They changed so much of the freaking bill so Republicans could vote on it. But how many Republicans actually voted on that damn bill? None. Exactly. They could have gotten that. They could have gotten you everything that you asked for. So they yeah. hold out. They didn't. There were eight holdouts. Yeah, like seven Democrats hold and a, a one independent. Yeah, and there was eight. Just like there was eight holdouts to uh, Pete Trump. And if I th if you're watching and one of those represent you, please, please vote light them, them up. the hell out of there. Yep, yeah, light them up. One of them uh, does represent me actually, and she's the only one with a net worth under a million dollars. Yeah, under a million dollars, oh. but yet she didn't want people to have fifteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. Actually, I I can't even put words to how frustrating it is. I did reach out means... to her office about it, and I got some generic-ass response about the overall bill. It didn't specifically address the $15 an hour minimum wage. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know, but uh, I think the fact that money isn't real and none of them are telling us that means they're all kind of complicit in this. So expecting answers out of them is, is, is a hopeless endeavor. Yeah, I would have to agree Indeed. with that. Indeed. As usual, Lord Sterling is correct. 
Devil's Cynic. Dean. Yep. Cynic, yeah. yeah. Skeptic. Skepticism is an art form. It's not a it's not a lifestyle. It's an art form. So was that our COVID section for today, or was Joe Biden rambling on about unity? Uh, I do only have one thing to say about it. Um, oh, actually, we were still in women's rights. I'm sorry, Trisha. Oh, she's not here. We'll come back to women's rights. Go okay. ahead, Dean. Fair enough. The only thing I would, I, the only thing I have to to add about COVID, I, I know you've got something. Actually, we got something in the comments. Uh, Jakarta said, "Who are the eight Dems that held out?" So while you start talking, I will bring up that list of eight Dems. Seven Dems and one independent. Yeah. Whatever. He might as well be a Democrat. Well, and and in about 15 minutes, all of this will be on the website, but I'll, I'll go ahead and drop the article in the comments too. But... Uh, The question is, uh, if I've already had COVID, do I need the vaccine? And this comes from uh, the, uh, it looks like the Utah uh, uh, Department of Health in Utah. We encourage people if they need, if they meet the other criteria to get immunized because you don't know how long natural immunity or the vaccine immunity will last. All previously known coronaviruses are notorious for promoting short-lived immunity in humans, says Dr. Chris Bayer, a professor of public health and human rights at John Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health in Baltimore. So that is that Bloomberg School is where we're seeing all of those, the COVID dashboard that we've all seen. Most of the United States um, data is coming from Johns Hopkins. So if you're going to world meters and look at the COVID counts, the USA stuff is, and a lot of the world actually is coming from John Hopkins there because the WHO is re-reporting the John Hopkins data. Anyway, immune memory for other coronaviruses such as the common cold is relatively short. Antibodies only remain one to two years. Uh, if you are asymptomatic or had a mild case of COVID, you may not have built a lasting immunity. And meaning there are more than one coronavirus strains running around us, the ones we're all fearing. And I I was prepared. I, I will be prepared Monday. I have a, a fairly big segment on COVID, guys. I'm going to warn you right now. I'm going to come in. I'm going to lay some heavy shit. Some of it your folks are definitely not going to like hearing. Severe cases of COVID are showing lasting immunity. Uh, Australian researchers have found stable levels of virus-specific immune memory cells in the blood of COVID-19 patients. As much as eight months post-infection, according to findings published in the Journal of Science of Immunology in December, 25 COVID patients were involved in this study, including nine with severe or moderate disease that required hospitalization. Natural immunity and vaccine immunity may differ in longevity. We really don't know yet until the studies are concluded. That will be following participants. They will be following participants for the next two years to see how long the vaccine immunity holds. I, I'm going to tell you right now, guys, it, it'll show up. I said this in the last in the last broadcast. It'll show up in the quadrivalent. It'll become a septivalent. Is that six? What's five? It'll become a five quintivalent. It'll be a quintivalent flu shot. You will 
you will see one, one, one variant, probably not the volatile variant that needs to be carried around in cryogenic freezers, probably something similar to the J&J vaccine. It'll be distributed on the annual basis, just like the seasonal flu shot. I think that'll become a part of our fabric of our reality. And uh, with that, I will close this segment out by saying we, uh, we are still monitoring India. I'm still seeing a day-over-day increase there. Uh, that one is the one, as as you guys are aware, and folks who hear my voice now and in the future, the one I'm most scared about. Um, that has a potential, they have a potential in their second wave to hit a million cases a day, easily. Not only do they have the people, just the just the nature of their society is very difficult to social distance. It's very difficult to, it's very difficult to distribute a vaccine between one to one, you know, 0.55 billion human beings. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, so Jakarta, I wanted to point it out. I wanted to point out, we have some of his stuff on our website. Um, he does uh, green party and socialist news. Um, He's the one that asked what, who the eight Democrats were. Um, anyway, Democratic Senators Joe Manchin, John Tester, uh, Gene Shaheen. That can't be a real name. That that can't be a real name. Kirsten Sinema. Cool yeah, right. And uh, Maggie Hassan and Chris Coons and Tom Carper. And the Independent was uh, Senator Angus King. So... If uh, you live in West Virginia, Montana, New Hampshire, Arizona, uh, Delaware, or Maine, contact your senators. Let them know you're pissed off. They probably don't care, but they're going to get sick of fucking hearing it. Yeah, roger that. Roger that. Um, So I just wanted to give out a shout out, though, to uh, Green Party and Socialist News on YouTube because he shouts out our website on his YouTube show. Trish is is back among us and and we could continue if you are ready, Trish. Yes, that will take us where you left off. That will take (laughs) us back into women's rights. Thank you. Sorry about that. My shit crashed again. Can we answer uh, Natty Lou's question real quick, if you know, Dean? It's towards you. Oh, yeah. How is Brazil going, Dean? Oh, uh, give me uh, one second, and I'll go in the comments. Sorry, Tricia. It's all good. I'm so glad that we added these lo-fi beats to the stream, man. It's so chill. Okay, I did. I think we should note uh, my band is also discussing Biden's skin. This is a this is a widespread phenomenon. We've all noticed it. I'm so glad. Amazing complexion. <laughs> all the adrenochrome. Oh no, we're not going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Joke. Save that for the third eye spies. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, we shouldn't even go down there there. No, we <laughs> Right, right. That's what I was thinking too. Shit. Oh, oh man. Do it. Yeah, let's not lend any credence to any QA theories. 
Uh, so you were you were in the middle of the uh, the story about Biden overturning the Trump DeVos rule when we interrupted it to watch Biden and his skin. Well, honestly, um, I've moved to the stuff from New Delhi. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So that's cool if you want to slide too. Um, there's the New York instinct there. Um, or we can just throw that in the basically outrage in India is growing over comments made by the nation chief justice to rape cases, with thousands of women signing a letter this week demanding that he resign. Justice Tara Arvind Babdi, the head of India's Supreme Court, asked a 23-year-old man accused of raping a minor whether he would marry his victim, who is now an adult. Uh, your proposal of marriage, this is a quote, as an ample solution to settle the case of the rape of a minor girl is worse than atrocious and insensitive for it erodes the right of victims to seek justice. Uh, this was from the open letter that uh, was published on Tuesday that all these activists signed to demand that this judge resign. Um, when the Chief Justice of India makes these archaic and patriarchal comments, it signals the deeper rot in both the judicial system as well as in the society, said um, Anuradha Banerjee, an activist with the women's rights group Saheli. In a separate case, according to the letter in media reports, Justice Bobdi appeared to condone rape in the context of a consensual relationship. So deny of um, and the tens of thousands of rape cases reported annually in india only a handful even results prosecutions these figures are you know from the national crime record bureau um that's the, as few even the point of prosecution then you know these survivors are having to deal with a judge like this asshole oh Hopefully they are successful in unseating the son of a bitch, because that's that is absolutely utterly unfucking called for to try to justify rape and you know get chummy with the the one who is you know the rapist in your courtroom. Not cool. So um, back to the states. This one, uh, this story here is actually written by uh, Dr. Catherine Brown. Um, she is an obstetrician gynecologist with the Bixby Center for Global Reproductive Health at the University of California, San Francisco. Um, she detailed her experience with providing all-encompassing health care for her patients and how women's health care rights are impacted by economic policy like the Hyde Amendment. Um, its prohibition on the use of federal funds to pay for most abortion care has been in the budget since the late 1970s. The amendment sponsor, Representative Henry Hyde, um, Republican from Illinois, had made clear that he was punishing poor people in service of his anti-abortion agenda, saying, and I quote, I would certainly like to prevent if I anybody having an abortion, a rich woman, a middle-class woman, or a poor woman. Unfortunately, the only vehicle available is the Medicaid bill, end quote. This bill makes that charter for lower and middle income women to access this health care, having to save up money to even pay for the procedure, let alone other facets such as taking time off work, hiring babysitters for their kids, covering travel and sometimes hotels in order to access this health care, 
such as when traveling from out of state due to archaic anti-abortion laws. This factor of having to save up money to pay for the procedure also means it takes longer to access it, making the procedure itself more complicated, harder on the body, and in turn also more It's compounding with that. Um, because of the directly economic impact of the Hyde Amendment and related fucked socioeconomic dynamics disproportionately affect minorities, this means it's that much harder for women of color to access health care, adding to the system and sexism perpetuated by white men ad nauseum. Did we lose her? No, I'm here. I was just giving y'all a moment to say something. Oh. There'd be I'm some mad. feedback on that one with the I kind of feel like I should like copy this and paste it into the comments because I, I, I mean, I know that I wasn't sure what you said a couple of times. I heard most of it though. And, um. Shit. I mean, and basically. I thought we were good on my audio. I know, right? But I'm going to sum it up as... But if you want to cap... Yeah, I was planning on putting it in the comments. But in terms of, like, my take on it, I'm just going to say that as a man, I don't really... I shouldn't have a take on this. This shouldn't even be up for debate. Women should have access to healthcare. Yes. Right. Plain and simple. Not depending on whether, you know on Medicaid or private insurance shouldn't determine that. I don't think vaginas should be getting fucking legislated at all, but, you know, old white men in Congress think that, you know, that's their fucking place when they've got better shit they could and should be doing for the people, not against us. Yeah, Amen to we that. We definitely need to get those old white men out of Congress. Carbon killer geriatrics is the theme of this evening's show folks if you have not put that together <laughs> I, I know that i brought the, the covid19 thing back up because we're kind of jumping around a little bit here but i had one more story under covid um the and, and i'm just going to make this quick the covid19 variant vaccine from moderna has begun human testing so oh yes i'm glad you i I saw that and I meant to come back to that. Uh, and for Monday, I've got more information about that and the B1111111111 variant that everybody's sharting their Levi's about and rightfully so. Uh, I'll use this analogy, folks. I may have used it on the last stream. I'll use it again briefly. We are all on the beach. It's We've just been let out. The sun's out. The barbecue's going, the kids are running around and splashing, and some asshole walks up and says, points out to the sea and says, there's a, there's a hurricane out there. It's about 500 miles offshore. It's heading this way. And you look up at the sky, and it's blue, and you're having fun, and the sand feels good on your feet, and you go, man, fuck you. That's, that's me. I'm the old man on the beach pointing out at the sea. There's a hurricane out there. So I will bring you more information about that for our next program. I appreciate it. I, 
I have a question while, while we're back on COVID. Um, while I was MIA in the ether and shit and making my way back to Zoom, um, did you guys cover the stuff I put on slide two about COVID for natural immunity versus immunized immunity? Yes, we did. Because this, okay, just yeah, wanted to make sure. From the from Beautiful. the from Thank the University you. of Utah, yes, yes, we did. Thank yeah. you. Dope. Because, well, that was a question I had myself because I have had COVID and I wasn't sure um, if there were any more updated um, tests as far as how long your natural immunity was even holding out. Because, like I said before, you know, I. I've been on the fence waiting, you know, um, and researching the various COVID vaccines before making my mind up. Plus there's other people who needed it at first. Right. I still do actually. My doctor's office hasn't even gotten the vaccines in yet. And when they do, they are going to, you know, treat the people who are at most susceptibility first. Um, but they are getting the Moderna one. Um, but, uh, I, I was curious about that myself of like, uh, what are they showing as far as immunity that's lasting and what's the comparison between your natural immunity versus induced and for the you know longest we found the natural immunity to last only eight months and at shortest a couple of weeks um to me, I'm rolling those dice. I feel it's worth it to go ahead and get the vaccine and at least have like a year to two years worth of, you know, protection, potentially. You know, it's a very valid concern and question. And I'm really glad that you rooted that out because that is a topic that I hadn't put a lot of thought into. So thank you for those answers. And they're, 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 they're about as good as we're going to get because we literally don't fucking know. Right. Right. We really don't. That was one thing that they had pointed out in that article, too, um, that uh, and until we actually have the vaccines out for that long and they follow this group of people that are participating in the study to see how long their immunity lasts. You know, we won't know for sure. That's just what they're anticipating. But, you know, either way, at this point, I know my natural immunity from having had it a little over a year ago. It's tapped. It's, you know, most likely. Um, likely is, I agree. Did we hear that Biden bought 100 million or has an order in for 100 million vaccine? He has it in, I'm told. And we're starting to see that we're starting to see that inventory kind of matriculate into the system now. That's, I think, why you've seen some states and frankly, some counties, all 3,300 counties or however there are many in this country, this godforsaken country, because less government's better. Um, that's why I, I see them starting to expand some of the criteria to smokers. I'm seeing them starting to expand some of the criteria to people who are just apparently shitbags. You know, I don't know what their criteria is. It seems to differ by county. But if you're a wheezing bag of belching, farting, coughing mess, you go in and get your vaccine in this, some states on the 21st. 
here in Michigan, they've opened it up to 3B, which is uh, uh, over 50 and, and with comorbidities. For all I know, comor comorbidities is just being fucking poor and not having access to adequate health care. Right. That applies to that's a comorbidity. Who knows how many facilities <laughs> that they might yeah. <laughs> it's not just a health one. <laughs> so but. for I was I, I was looking ahead a little bit and for like political shit. I mean, really, we have that Biden passed the stimulus package, which we already talked about. Yes, we did. Um, but on an international scale, uh, uh, Prince Harry or former Prince Harry or whatever and Meghan Markle discussed uh, the racist royal family with Oprah Winfrey. Do we have that? Uh, the... The video. Will start coming yeah, this we could probably dig up some clips. Um, okay, I can I can do that if you like. I'm just publishing. I'm just publishing, and I'll, while we're talking, we'll dig it up. For for people that are in uh, low income, the stimulus should be coming around this weekend. That's all. What I've heard, at least. So. What the hell? <laughs> that a cat? Was that a cat? Oh. Oh, yeah, that was Nico yelling at me because I had to move my leg. So I had to resituate <laughs> him, and now he's chewing on my hand. I was <laughs> like, are you not happy with the stimulus coming? No. <laughs> squeeze, squeeze, that, squeeze that fur ball again. I want to hear, hear it again. Uh, are, we, are we still wow. in the women's rights section? Uh, we're, we're moving on to politics and international news. Before we do that, can I say something? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Tucker Swanson near McNear Carlson, you limp dick piece of shit. You do not get to speak on women or the fucking military, you piece of genetic garbage. I fucking hate you. Indeed. That's the first time I've seen Don go on a rant like that. I like that. I do too. Yeah. Tap into that. Tap into that. Rob, I have a little bit of that queued up if you wish. If not, we can move on. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Ow, ow. Shit. Sorry. Get it back. <laughs> I thought you had it queued up, Dean. <laughs> I did. visit them at home where they're beginning their new life in America. You guys hearing that? Yeah. yeah. Wow! <laughs> you really are having a baby! Having a baby! That's more than a bump. I know. Why is I know. How is he hugged? Getting paid for this interview. All of that's correct. I don't know. All of that is correct. So, you ready? Weird. Let me stop and restart. I have too many windows open, you guys. I'm sorry. I, I always say, I just Jesus want to say man. to everybody, everybody that I promised that I wouldn't have shit words. I'm sorry. Sorry I raised my voice. Normally, I'm a lot more calm and collected, but that motherfucker said, 
That yeah. motherfucker said like he, an hour ago that that women are disgracing the United States military and I've served with women that have more balls than him. <laughs> That's all I gotta right. say. I, I, am, I thought that was it. I thought we were done now. <laughs> you just want to ask about the baby. <laughs> God, Oprah looks but I remember Catholic. sitting in the chapel. Why is she on TV? Diana, ever do an interview? She doesn't even... Now, now, shows. I can say yes, but yeah, you guys, what you're witnessing here is a power play. And I'm not going to, I'm going to skip around here so with, we don't get. With Kate, oh, which didn't happen, stabbed. was really, really difficult. And something that, I think that's when everything changed, really. You say the narrative with Kate, it didn't happen. Mm. So specifically, did you make Kate cry? No. Did you make Kate cry? People love this shit. So where did that come from? It's like a fucking soap opera. What the fuck are we watching, man? Right? Oprah. No, so anyway, long story short, um, somewhere in that rambling nonsense, they... I'll leave are, a link in the comments, gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen. You can watch uh, it on your own. Meghan Markle um, pointed out that um, there had been questions about the color of their children uh, among the royal family. Those two aren't white. <laughs> Right. Oh man, this has been a thing since Jump, since she stepped onto the world stage. It was a concerted effort. I think Charles dipped out. This is this is this is Harry and Meghan making a power play directed directly at at Bunk uh, whatever the fuck it's called, a Palace. Buckingham. Buck, thank you. Buck, I could not think of that, Trish Nix. That this is a power play. This is a populist. This is an attempt at a populist coup. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm glad that we're on the same page, Dean. Because that's tell. all I was thinking when I was watching it. I, mean, I actually feel like it's not bullshit. I don't care about. I'm, you know, I'm basically an anarchist. That doesn't mean I go around breaking glass. That means I don't believe in hierarchy. That's when you have problems with right. women. That's where you have problems with gender. That's where you have problems with, with sexual identity. That's where you have problems with all kinds of problems come from hierarchies. So this is a stab in the eye. This is a, this is a, this is a way in which these folks are lashing out at this establishment that has been such a drain on the 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 united kingdom for so many generations and and for what i mean these people what she's saying is the queen has made it clear she won't she hasn't even acknowledged i'm alive and she never will i mean this shit goes generations deep you gotta realize we're talking about a 90 some odd year old woman who has first-hand recollections who can tell you stories from 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 her grandmother experience with shit we can't even fathom when it comes to colonialism. Yeah. That, those were her ancestors that were poisoning each other's goblets. <laughs> those were her ancestors that enslaved millions upon millions upon millions of people around the world. So yeah. creepy, dude. So I mean, the reason that I wanted to bring this up, though, is because yesterday, hashtag end of the monarchy was trending. 
It's about time. Yes. Let him go. Right. It might it might actually be time. Like Brexit's got a bunch of people pissed off to the point where I know Scotland's always saying they're gonna declare independence, but like they're from what I understand, the Scottish Parliament was actually talking about um leaving the UK to go back to the EU. Because <laughs> even the UK well, leaving the UK is gonna fuck them hard, man. Look here, uh I have to shout out my wife for, for fucking pulling me in on all this because it, I, I, I had no idea. And then it, and as soon as she described to me in fairly good detail of what had happened, I, I, it re, I realized that this is a, this is a populist coup. The best kind. Well, I mean, do you really think that they're going to have the people's interests at heart? Who's, who's they? Who's they? Megan and Harry. I mean, I mean either either fucking either not, fucking pair. <laughs> they made it clear that they're cut off. You know, they're not on the dole. They're not on the royal welfare. They have no security, no support. I, you know, they were living in Tyler Perry's house and enjoying his security and his his hospitality and his 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 food and lodging. These aren't wealthy people. I mean, yes, she was a successful. She was a time out, time out. This isn't wealthy people, but they do have Diana's trust fund. They have money. I don't know. I mean, they're they're they still aren't working for a living. Granted, I I agree. We're talking about class that you a party you and I aren't invited to. I agree. But if they're gonna take down that monarchy, then I mean, all all for that, right? I mean, it, it's about time we don't have kings and queens and royalty in the and in the world anymore. And presidents. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter that and <laughs> hate me if you want, but Denmark has had has had the oldest consecutively reigning royal family and like it's a it's a full monarchy what the king says goes and the danish people are the happiest granted the king's pretty hands-off and parliament pretty much takes care of it and there's there's the all thing which has been set up for thousands of years in most nordic countries it still exists in iceland too but i'm sorry to say i i mean i don't mean to be a dick but that that's a bloodline that I mean one of those people jerks off, the other one gets pregnant. I mean, they're so inbred. <laughs> True. Yeah. True. Yeah, the this Danish why they, That's why I they mean, started letting them marry outside. It's been pretty much the same couple of families since Char- since before Charlemagne. Like oof. That's why like if Do they have like odd numbers of royal family, like the yeah. British royal family should be fucking thankful that one of their sons, um, well, or in the Queen's case, grandson, actually married somebody outside of the family. We're talking about a, a mixed heritage foreigner for an entire country altogether. That's going to improve your gene pool. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, and you know we talk about we talk about Harry's um, trust fund, right? 
forget, don't forget, a lot of people feel that the that the monarchy is directly responsible for for Diana's death. Mm-hmm. I agree with him. Yeah, yeah, and Dean, I um, thinking about that. One of the eventually, you should sit down and actually watch the video yourself, and just tell me what you think about the um the things that are being said. Because I will. Words are important. Yeah, their words are important. You, you, you are absolutely 100% right. And those were carefully rehearsed, carefully orchestrated, and carefully and methodically planned and delivered words. So this I'm wasn't gonna... a media circus show, sideshow, guys. This They got Oprah, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and she looked like a queen. I love her. Actually, like is <laughs> right. So, so uh, the only type of news oh, that I'm out. typically go ahead. Sorry, dude. Has it occurred to anybody? It's, it's just now dawning on me. After well, six hundred thousand, maybe a thousand years. Let's say, for argument's sake, we'll say five hundred years of 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 enriching themselves on the backs of savages. Right, they call them that. They call them savages. It might be black folk that has to fix it. <laughs> and just let that sink in for a second. Okay, we'll fix your little white mess. Indeed. Starting with so, their family's genes. Also, in international news, <laughs> we've been trying pretty hard to continuously cover Myanmar. You know, and um, I don't know about you guys, but I have a really hard time finding, like, accurate news about Myanmar. Um, yeah, but India too. India too, I was going to bring that up. I haven't found anything from India, but I have found some video from news services. Uh, this one's in Seoul, but, I mean, it's an English broadcast, so I'm just going to, you know, play it. Pro-democracy protesters in Myanmar have been on the receiving end of violence from the police and military. One of our reporters uh, spoke with some people from Myanmar to find out what it's actually like on the ground there. And we'd like to give you this warning beforehand. Some of the footages here may be disturbing and graphic. Kim Yun-sun reports. This 14-year-old boy who works at a tea shop in Yangon, Myanmar, was beaten senseless by the local police. He's just one of the many civilians and peaceful protesters who have been victims of such unchecked violence. So people, people get taken away and nobody knows what happened to them? No. And nobody will know where they are. Even my friends, they would actually be one of some of the protests in Shenzhen and 27 students got arrested. We talked to someone who successfully fled from the police during Monday's protests in Yangon's Sanchong Township. In the midst of a peaceful protest, police forces swarmed in and scavenged the area for protesters, trapping 200 people within a four-street area. He hid with 17 other protesters in a nearby apartment complex until 3.30 a.m. The apartment's owner kept them safe by refusing to open her doors despite the police's night-long tirade of threats and gunshots. 
We begged her to save our lives. Please save our lives. If we go out now, we will all be arrested. We begged. He's been protesting almost every single day since the national movement broke out. Flying bullets and bombs of tear gas don't deter him from chanting for democracy. We're not going to fight back against the soldiers and police with violence. We're going to fight peacefully. Democracy is what we want, so we're going to fight like we would in a democracy. It's not just democracy he's protesting for. It's also equality. He said that Myanmar currently oppresses women, minority races, and members of the LGBT community. I don't want my nephew to grow up in the same darkness that I grew up in. I want my nephew to grow up in a true democracy and in an equal world that has no discrimination. When I asked him, are democracy and equality values worth risking his life over? He answered without hesitation, yes, of course. I told my mother, mother, I don't want to give up when everyone is out there protesting. I want to keep fighting. I want to fight until we win and until there's no dictatorship. I long for a valuable and an equal world and we're going to fight until the end. Kim Yeonsen, Arirang News. So, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm 100% in solidarity with the people of Myanmar. They have made it perfectly clear that they are not going to back down. They have made it perfectly clear that they are going to continue to fight until the fight is won. And, I, I mean, this is the first time in a while I've seen actual, like, ground-level footage from Myanmar, and that shit's fucking crazy. It looks just like a Black Lives Matter protest, except for they're using live ammunition. Yeah. I I always said that no matter what, you know, life is sacred and you have the right to defend yourself, no matter if it's against a regular person or a police officer or the military. You literally have the right to defend yourself, and I think that you should. And I know they want to do peaceful protests because that is usually the right way. But when the military starts using live ammunition, live ammunition against them, maybe they should fight back in a different way. Yeah. And I'm not I trying to condone violence or anything, just to let everybody know that. But I mean, what happens if uh, during the BLM protest, they started actually shooting people? What do you think would have happened? You know? Well, you know that one police station that got burnt down? That would have yeah. been every fucking city in America. Every city. <laughs> every. And we would be under a state of probably, uh, they would have probably locked down the United States and put martial law on the table. And I don't think people would have went for martial law at all. Right. We would have had a revolution on our hands. That would have been the end of the United States right there. Well, I mean, I'm not a history expert, but have we ever seen this much uh, uprising from the working class and the underdog kind of around the entire world? It's just escalating so much. I... Yes, yes, we have, though. The 50s and 60s. Korea, Vietnam. It? 
China. Cuba. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but it feels I don't know. It, it just it does your pulse. I agree with you, Sterling. I think it feels like there is a lot more now than has ever been. I mean, we've never seen literally as many people in India protesting ever, you know? Well, right, right. But I mean, like this time around, the working class uprising is hitting places that it didn't hit the first time. Which is a great thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of people when the BLM marches were going on, a lot of people, a lot of other countries were in solidarity with them, you know, and that kind of got that the fuse lit, you know, and I mean, it all be it, it, it began with the French, too, with the yellow vest movement and stuff like that. And it's just we're seeing that the rich no longer care for us. I mean, obviously, they've never really cared for us, but it's it's starting to come to uh, <coughs> to the forefront of people's minds, you know, that the rich don't really care, you know. The people in power, the people that we elect that are supposed to care, don't don't care whatsoever. And rant. <laughs> I found a a uh, video story about India, um, and the actual Fucking events. Up. The actual events took place five <laughs> days ago, but we have video of what happened five days ago. Not totally sure what's going on because there is no context at all. Oh, okay. That's a fucking super spreader event. पर उनको ये नहीं पता कि ये कॉम है जो अन पैदा करने वाली कॉम है इससे जो भी टकराया आज तक उसका सत्ता में नामोनिशान मिट गया ये अगर आगे वाले टाइम पे आप देखोगे जो मोदी सरकार बड़ी गलत फहमी में है ये पूरा ये अभी किसान आंदोलन नहीं रहा ये अभी जन आंदोलन बन चुका है So yeah, all I know from the description is that they set up a massive roadblock, um, which I thought the government had already done around Delhi. So I mean, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't around Delhi. I don't really know what's new about that. Yeah, they blocked a massive expressway on the edges of Delhi. The government's still saying the agricultural laws are necessary to modernize and the farmers are not having it. So how long have these been protests been going on? It's been since fucking November, right? And they're still showing up in force every day. Thousands of people every day. Thousands of people burning shit or, you know, fucking shutting down roads or... I mean, sometimes it simply is not going home when they're told to. They are resisting by any means necessary, and I love to see it. That's a lot of people's livelihoods that they're, you know, messing with. So I wish I seen that many people in the United States protesting. That's oh, shit. All right, that would be motivational as fuck. Speaking of of motivational, I have, this is a week old story. We actually, I think, touched on it last week, but we didn't, 
we didn't really dive into it much, but Cuba launched their phase three trial of its own COVID vaccine. And they already have, as we already discussed, like 3,700 doctors in 39 countries to distribute it on an international scale. This is the difference between socialism and capitalism. Um, but they are the first country in Latin America to put out their own vaccine. And um, I think it's I think it's significant. Now think about think about how small and how poor in material resources Cuba is. And yet they're leading the world in international or they're about to be leading the world in international distribution. Right. When it wasn't even for a need for their own people because they haven't had huge outbreaks of COVID there. They're doing this to help all the other countries that have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> their, their phase two tests, they had to partner with, I think it was Iran, simply to have people to test the vaccine on because right. Cuba had literally no cases. But, you know, lockdowns don't work and masks don't work. <laughs> Uh, capital cap, capitalism kills that's what it does that's what it does socialism does not kill it helps people so i mean i i won't go so far as to say that it doesn't kill because i mean people well, yeah, die in any revolution that's just a sad fact of it but but do that have that many doctors into they okay it do, maybe it doesn't kill but it helps a lot it helps more than capitalism does yeah yeah but we <laughs> are not for profit all that neither what neither the other day like in comparison to the numbers um didn't you say the other day rob that like the total number of people who have died because of socialist and communist revolutions is equal to the number killed every five years or so by capitalism now yes and that is due to food insecurity water insecurity uh lack of housing that's how capitalism kills yeah but not caring about people right Lack of giving a fuck. Yep. You know. I mean, man, this music is so fun. I think we have Dude, three. We points. can't even hear it. Yeah, oh. you're not. Oh, you're not. My bad, bro. Cherry. I told you guys to let me know. My bad. I, <laughs> I believe we have 3.4 million homeless right now in the United States. So. Yeah, unacceptable. That's no. Yeah. I mean, it's only going to get worse. Trash. The fifteen dollar minimum wage would have helped out over thirty two million people. Yeah. And you got millionaires voting against it, so surprise. And people who would like to pretend that they're temporarily embarrassed millionaires also voting against it and yeah. Against their own better good. <laughs> Fuck. Mm. I know. What kills me when people bitch about things like, oh, well, in Denmark, they, they might not have the poverty they because they've got democratic socialism, but they're paying 50% taxes. And it's like, wait, rewind. Rewind, that's only a half-truth. 
It's like the top 10% of highest earners in Denmark pay at most that 50, 52% tax rate. Most people And that's over a certain threshold. Yeah, exactly. It's a marginal tax rate. You don't get uh, taxed the 52% or whatever on the entire amount. It's the entire amount over fucking... So many millions. Right. <laughs> but, like, there's Natalie no said the fight for 15 must continue. I just wanted to shout that out. I say the fight for, like, 25 needs to start, but I'm still with you and holding my fist up in solidarity, <laughs> and you can't see that right now because I forgot to turn my fucking camera back on. We... <laughs> we should have had $15 a long time ago. We yeah. should... I mean, it should have been, like, almost 10 years ago. Till like, when they been. made it 725, we should have been at Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yep. pretty uh, much. 2009, I believe it was, so... Yeah. 725. What the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's like, go wages. fuck yourself. So, I, I guess talking about the fight for 15 is a perfect fucking segue into uh, Power of a Strike. This is this is where we find ourselves. Fucking A. Oh, man. So, I don't know. Have there been more Fight for 15 protests? Honestly, the uh, the issue's kind of gone under my radar this week. There's, like I always say, there's one coming up on the 15th. General Strike. So, yep, General Strike, and that's basically for, I mean, you can call it a Fight for 15, but I mean, it's a General Strike, so. Yeah. Right, that means everybody calling for higher wages is one facet of that. But not yeah. just for the 15 minimum wage, but, you know. I heard in are... April or April 15th, there's supposed to be another one. Another but, general yeah. strike. So they're going to do it every 15th of every month until something happens. So. Yeah. That being said, our, our next stream, just to plug that, is going to be uh, on the 15th. Um. Yeah. Don't leave your house. Don't consume. Come hang out with us in the afternoon. You made a rhyme. Right I guess I did it. It, it must be these uh, these sick beats. Right. Your inner poet is coming out. <laughs> oh, man. So I do have... Uh, Tricky. All right. I Fuck do yeah. have... There we go. I turned the music back on that time, Sterling. I got you. Yeah, dude. We're on it. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, what I brought up was uh, St. Charles Bend Hospital. Um, that is in Oregon. The, the facility uh, receives some of the most seriously ill and injured, injured patients for over three or 30,000 square miles of Oregon. Um, and the, the medical technicians are striking. It's the first worker strike at this hospital in more than 40 years. It comes after, yeah, it comes, uh, years after less visible protests against the employment practices. Workers have alleged violations of labor laws to state agencies and to the courts. In some cases, winning large settlements. Now... 
Now the union decides to do something. Um, the union is saying that technical workers are paid far less than comparable positions elsewhere uh, because of their outsized control of the region. They're the only hospital operator in the area, and it's the largest employer in Central Oregon. The technicians are demanding a contract with some of the same terms secured by a nurses union in 2019, including multi-year wage formulas and guaranteed cost of living adjustments. That should be a given. Right? You would think. Man, Sterling and Don, I am loving to see you get down with this right now. <laughs> Bro. It is fire. Bro, dude. it feels fire. It feels like I'm I'm in a club in Germany or fucking Prague oh again, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying, Trisha? They they distracted me. I don't know, it's a brain fart lost in the wind now. <laughs> Fair. Fair. It it went by. Holy fuck, dude. So um before oh, they this is the MCA free. I don't know. Cause somebody made it and didn't copyright it? I don't what do you want from me? Um anyway, <laughs> so a class action lawsuit in 2013 alleged the health system refused to pay workers for time spent on mandatory job training. The case led to a $9.5 million settlement in 2017, with more than 1,100 employees receiving payouts. They fucked over 1,100 people and got away with it for years. Ugh. Oh, it's another another one of those, you know, diseased facets that comes with unfettered fucking capitalism. Yeah. Oh, so I did want to bring up something. I meant to bring this up in the intros, but uh, Jakarta asked if the website has been updated. And uh, we're, we're still kind of working on uploading, like, a backlog of stuff, um, just generally, because, I mean, we've all been pretty damn busy this week. But... Um, Right. We are we are trying to engage with the website more. We are trying to get all of you to engage with the website more. Um, from here on out, the streams will be available on the website. So you know, if you want to make an account with uh, with our website and interact with us there, we can start watching that instead of Facebook. We don't have to worry so much about you know Facebook's dumb shit there. <laughs> Um, so yes, the website has been updated. Uh, it will continue to be updated. It's a process, but yes. Sorry. Anyway. Um. Last year, St. Charles admitted to violating state law required to, are related to required meal and rest periods. The state agreed not to level penalties if the health system promised to follow the law in the future. Um, the Oregon Health Authority in 2017 and 18 found that in Bend, uh, the St. Charles Bend Hospital, they did not provide enough nurses to cover for one another during breaks. I, I mean, this is, this is the cost of doing business, right? If we're going to look at this from a capitalist perspective, that is a cost of doing business as a medical facility. Right. 
Come on. Um, anyway, the point is, though, is that now they're unionizing and now they're striking um, for cost of living increases, um, primarily. Um, but yeah, about 140 medical technicians and technologists stopped working. Um, and a neurosurgeon had to delay an operation out of concern for the patient's safety. Yeah. Damn. I mean, that doesn't mean that the striking healthcare workers were going to, like, beat the guy or something. No, but without medical technicians, <laughs> you can't do shit. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. If they would have been shorthanded, wouldn't have been able to deal with, you know, aftermath right. of surgery with no fucking medical techs available. I guess they should, I don't know, maybe fucking respect them as people and treat them accordingly, pay them accordingly, you know, um, have their benefits run accordingly. Yeah. That kills me, the people who work in healthcare of all vicinities have to go on strike because the hospital they work for isn't making sure that their own people are taken care of. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Hey, Dean, are you there? Yes, Dean sir. Is... Oh, Dean is there. Hey, so I haven't had too much of a chance to look up on it, but you seem to just know these things. Yes, so... sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so um, what did the house pass today? I mean, I was hearing some chatter that it was supposedly really good for, for you know, labor. I have not had a chance to actually look into it. Me either, to be honest. I knew I'm like you. I knew something happened, and I haven't had five seconds to. I worked up to, right up to the stream, but, but. Let's discover it together, and also consult the comments because right about the time I find it, someone's going to say, "Hey, well, two two gun bills. I see that." Oh, well, we'll have to dive into that in a little bit, too. I'm pretty I sure. I just realized that the playlist that I was in us. is over, and yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. what you were just saying. Well, that's cool. Hold on. Let me uh, go back to DMCA free stuff. That's probably going to. That was 47 seconds. I'm sorry, Dean. We're already fucked, dude. Uh, geez, and for those <laughs> folks listening, I'm 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 the copyright uh, nervous Nelly, because uh, I mean I mean we have nothing to lose, we have nothing, so they can sue us if they want. <laughs> oh man! Oh god, that's too accurate. <laughs> I mean that's about it, right? I expect Lars Ulrich to come with an eight-foot-tall uh, version of James Hetfield to beat the shit out of us anyway. Might as well wow. play some Metallica if you want to, if we're, if we're going <laughs> to. Time out, though. I thought it was Lars that was the dick about it. He was. He was. He was. So is James Hetfield going to beat my ass? Oh, man. Y'all <laughs> might be too young, but uh, there was a very famous... Um... Actually, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to show it to you guys. Hold on. He's going to show it to us. 
Oh, hold on, hold on. This is great, guys. This is great. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. How are you? How are you? That's that's fucking awesome. This is probably, probably in my opinion, the best one I've been involved with so far. Is it? Yeah. Dang, bro. Dang. It's going to make me tear up. So, um, they're calling it the Pro Act. Uh, the, you know, the bill in the house. The The Protecting the Right Pro. P-R-O. Protecting the Right to Organize Act. Okay. So does that mean that Walmart's gonna have to let their their employees form a union now? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if it gets through the Senate, but you know, we're gonna have to watch for those eight goddamn Democrats. <clears throat> eight goddamn Democrats. Apparently. All right, guys. Somebody I've asked for a list of out. names earlier, and I really feel like near the end we should show that list of names. Just. Let's call this a let's call this a let's call this a top of the broadcast uh, break. Okay, Wait, Rob, this is going to kill your audio. Oh, go ahead. All right. I mean, I'll still hear it. <laughs> All right. Like, good afternoon. My name is, you know, like Lars Ulrich from Metallica. I've worked for years to get where I am today. Years and years of playing clubs and recording demo tapes. Me and my buddy, like James Hetfield here, have shed blood, sweat, and motherfucking beer where we are today. Beer! Good! And now we're fucking wealthy beyond, you know, like belief. (laughs) How much money we have with our faces, you know, like motherfucking Jason Newstead bought his very first gold plated Ferrari. And the fucking thing came with, you know, like a crew of naked Filipino sex slaves and this Mexican oh. house. Oh, oh my god. From Metallica, you know? That's fucking rich, man. So where was I? Oh yeah, all you post investing boys who have bought like our albums and our t-shirts and our concert videos and... and, and, and t-shirts! Good! Yeah, t-shirts! You loyal fans who like bang your heads at our concerts and pay like $200 for a ticket, $20 for like a CD, like $50 for a Metallica t-shirt, and like $100 for a genuine Metallica cock ring. You're all fucking awesome! And we'll never forget you! Hey, listen... The genuine Metallica You got us under the cover of, you know, like, Kerrang! magazine. I no worship complaints. you. You, the Metallica fan. Beer! Good! <laughs> Unless you download it until it sleeps from Napster. Then you're going to motherfucking jail. You're motherfucking meat. You'll be some fat, greasy, tattooed bastard's buttery cornhole. Who do you think you are? I mean, just, you know, because you, like, made us rich, you think you can get free stuff? Songs that we spent upwards of, you know, like, 24 to 48 hours writing and recording? I mean, James blew up for you. He ignited into a fiery inferno for you people. Fire bad! Fire bad! Our team of lawyers and researchers oh have your names, God. and we're going to hunt you down like the table scrap pilfering grab asses you are. Grab asses bad! So to conclude, <laughs> rock on, Metallica fans. We'll see you on tour this summer. And you Napster users, we'll see you in jail getting gang raped. <laughs> Be good, Napster man. Napster, Napster, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? Oh, wow! 
(laughs) Fully fucking roasted. Well done. Yeah. I mean, dude, that... All right, so, like, on a real note, though, that was a very accurate fucking Lars. Yeah. All right, the impression. Yeah, that's old school. So that was around 2001. Flash was brand new. Nobody knew what the fuck to do with the internet. You know, it was, this was about the time y'all was in high school and selling fucking Napster CDs, you know, on burnt with Sharpies on the, you know. Our hands up. I know nothing out. about that, Dean. I have yeah. no idea what you're talking about. I still right. have right. some of those CDs. And I know precisely what you're talking about because I'm class of 2000 and I was one of the people rocking Napster and burning those CDs. I still have some. Hi, Robbie. I just, just wasn't. I know. I just wasn't going to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like in I fifth grade in 2001. Oh. I'm just yeah. Uh, I mean that's fair. We are younger than you guys, but Napster CDs were still totally a thing. Or LimeWire CDs. They were. They were fucking legendary, man. I had stacks. Stacks. Oh. A little history lesson for you there. Now, instead of getting your ass kicked for downloading a single song or having your mom and dad's internet turned off because you downloaded the goddamn Metallica song, <laughs> um, now you can just uh, what pay pay $6 a month and get all the fucking music that's ever been recorded for that's that's all the shit we went through you know just it's weird right your results may vary <laughs> so um right to work laws say employees can't be forced to join a union or pay dues and are favored by businesses who say uh, the measures boost employment and income which we all know they fucking don't we all know it's right to work for less. It always has been. It was always intended to be. Um, at, quote, strong unions lead to better pay, higher quality and more, more affordable health care, more secure retirement benefits and workplaces that are safer. Not just for union members, but for all workers. And uh, that was the House Majority Leaner. Or le- leaner? <laughs> House Majority Leaner. I said it again. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, in the 21st century, the right to organize has been eroded and weakened. As a result, many workers are stuck with no recourse to demand the better pay and better benefits that they deserve, or they are subject to poor working conditions that are harmful to their health and safety. And uh, President Biden tweeted about it two days ago. Well, you know, President Biden tweeted about it. Uh, I believe every worker deserves a free and fair choice to join a union, and the PRO Act will bring us closer to that reality. I urge Congress to send it to my desk so we can summon a new wave of worker power and create an economy that works for everyone. I'm pretty sure Bernie Sanders wrote that tweet. I'm just fucking saying, man. Right. Well, I don't really know that the White House even gives him a phone anymore. I mean, they've been through Trump. They're like, no, you know what? No, we'll be your phone. (laughs) Hey, Bernie, you know how to say this shit well. Can you write this post? (laughs) Right. Yeah, right. Uh, The bill would also give the National Labor Relations Board the ability to fine and penalize companies 
that do not comply with fair labor practices. That's not fucking well, behind at all, right? I I think it was like five years ago, I was working at Walmart and they were showing anti-union videos. Wow, when I like when you go in there for like everything, they showed you anti-union videos. And that yeah, right yeah. when that was happening, to, that was illegal. And- well, it, was, it wasn't illegal in Michigan, and that's where I saw it. I just wanted to throw out for those of you who haven't gone through an interviewer hiring process at Walmart, that this is a half, half hour-ish, maybe 40-minute video about why they don't need a union because they treat their employees well. <laughs> their their open-door <laughs> policy yeah. makes it so they don't need a union. It's bullshit. If you ever watch oh. it, please do not fucking take it seriously. Holy shit. No. And the open door policy is also bullshit, too. Yes, it is. That we do not retaliate against you. That's bullshit. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, uh, it could also open the door for contractors at companies like Uber and Lyft to collectively organize. That's what's up. Uh, the AFL-CIO sure. called it the most significant worker empowerment legislation since the Great Depression. I mean, that's that's pretty much. I mean, it's a bunch of quotes talking about why it's important, but I, I'm not seeing anything else about what it will do. But I mean, giving the National Labor Relations Board some teeth is fucking... How old is the National Labor Relations Board? Like 100 years? It's about 100 years overdue. Right. I mean, when... Go ahead. The steel left and the car manufacturers and everything like that left, unions kind of went with them. You know, they left too. And it, it, one of the the biggest employers now are, are like Amazon, Walmart, you know, retailers and stuff like that. So, yeah, they need unions. They need people that are willing to fight for them because these, the Waltons and you know Jeff Bezos aren't aren't willing to give them anything. I mean, so. That's all I gotta say, I guess. Right, it's fucked when they pull stuff like, oh, the law got changed where 32 hours a week is considered full time and qualifying for benefits like your health care. We're we'll gonna schedule, schedule you, you for 28. Yeah, 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 for real. Walmart especially is notorious about that. Oh yeah, you talk. Yeah. I, I mean, I, we should have my wife as a guest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think she would be allowed to speak. Well, they would probably retaliate against her saying anything, tell you the truth. So, yeah, yeah, I was I mean, going to say my mom's driving and, you know, my mom's been working there 15 years. And if this wasn't broadcasted, I would say we could talk to her about it. But yeah. yeah, but um, if they do, they'll probably it, get fired. So, 
Right. At some point, I mean, we we do have technology. We could have somebody do an interview off camera and alter their voice. That is possible. I'm not necessarily <laughs> oh, saying yeah. her, but I mean, no. You Anybody know. at Walmart who exactly. wants to yeah. volunteer to speak on the subject or at Amazon, any of these companies that are exploiting the fuck out of your labor, if you're willing to speak right. a piece but would prefer to do so anonymously, we can blur your face and I don't know, fucking Skrillex your voice. I've seen people that are close to retirement get accused of stealing get accused of other things so they can fire them so they don't have to pay retirement out to them. So there's that. I mean, it's a large corporation and you know, their lawyers. I like where this is going. And that, (laughs) what, what? I don't know. Plotting some kind of corporate espionage against Walmart. (laughs) And Amazon. (laughs) And Amazon. I'm so down. (laughs) Well, I, I use the means. There are towns that have uh, dr- drove Walmart's <laughs> out of them, like you know, and then the town has actually thrived after that. And I, I think that is, you know, our Walmart made an extra thirty million dollars this year during the pandemic. None of that money went back into the town. An extra thirty million, not on top of what they already made, but an extra thirty million. So I mean, that's Walmart, just ridiculous, you know. Walmart is the chief employer in my entire county. Sure is. And they pay and they pay everybody just enough <clears throat> with their discount to shop at Walmart. Yeah. And it wouldn't matter what they paid them anyway because they've driven out pretty much all their competitors. Yeah, we had a locally owned Giant Eagle and it's gone now. I mean, Hold on, so... I, I have a thing that I'm going to have to like play for you. Oh yeah, I can share sound. I can do it right on my computer. I have a thing that I'm going to have to uh-uh. share with you. Oh, wow. Hey, Don, did you know our old band's Reverb Nation is still active? Actually, yeah, I did know that. I, I go in there to not listen to it because, yeah, but anyway. Indeed. You could use that music for this podcast, though. <laughs> not with that singer. We can re-record it. I'm done with that. <laughs> you don't, you, you don't want to hear him. <laughs> You're gonna have to send me another day older and deeper in depth. So, all right. Does anybody know this song? I I am quite aware of sixteen puns. A soul, my soul. The company store, man. That's that's all. I, I know. Yeah. The yeah. reason the reason we had to cut it off when we did is because if we would have played more, everybody's children's names would have changed to Noah. What? 
It's, a, it's that, an inside joke. I love joke. that other than me, you and Trisha, who are all actively laughing, nobody has any fucking clue what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I still want to ask him if that was really wild turkey in that PBR can. I think it was. I think it was, too. Noah is the singer of that band. That is a band that it still exists from Flint, Michigan, but but Noah Noah was the vocalist and I think I think he made them. He did. He's a fucking epic singer and, you know, his stage presence. Indeed. It's compelling. Yes. All right. What, anyway, I'm what sorry, portion was... are we on, guys? I uh, we're lost about to... track. We don't fucking know. No. We're about to go into climate change. <laughs> ah. That sums up the power of a strike segment. <laughs> I thought we were gonna just have a big smoke sh- session and shit. So there we hey, go. Man, one of these days. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I can't legalize be the only it. Damn it. blazing over here. <laughs> All right. I actually, you know what? You've got a point. There you go. I've, I've got puff, my, puff pass, right? I've got my Sherlock Holmes pipe. You know, Don and I have gotten pretty good at like virtually passing the bowl via video <laughs> Indeed. All right. So um, there's a monster storm coming in. Uh, that's yep. gonna bring several feet of snow and tornadoes. Did I hold on? Hold on. Isn't did you? Isn't that coming to Arizona too? Like, aren't you guys gonna get the snow fuck? in Arizona? Um, yeah. I doubt we are yep. down here, but I believe northern what? Arizona is getting storms. Yeah, northern Arizona is gonna get some snow. Yeah, I mean, if if anything, we'll get some rain down here. Which I mean, go ahead, Mother Nature, water my plants. Yeah, right. my bell, so to speak. <laughs> a slow-moving blockbuster storm is likely to bring this the biggest snowfall in decades to part of the front range of the uh, range of the Rockies and Western Plains states, possibly challenging all-time records for some cities. On the warm side of the storm, the first spring season severe weather outbreak threatens Texas, Oklahoma, and Tex or Kansas. I almost said Texas, <laughs> Oklahoma, and Texas. Um. The massive whirling storm system was diving southward from the Pacific Ocean into California on Wednesday, providing some much-needed rain and snow after the fourth driest 18-month stretch in state history. That being said, I'm pretty sure that this is why we've had winds and cloud all day, clouds all day here in Arizona. The high was only 66 today. Damn. <laughs> I knew I seen clouds when you were uh, doing your garden and stuff earlier. Yeah. Um, heavy downpours will bring an inch or two of rain to many parts of the state and over a foot of snow in the higher elevations. That's California. A foot of snow in California. Uh, That's so crazy. Right. It's like high desert. I mean, they do get snow there occasionally, but it's not common. And, unless well, we're talking about... What California are we talking? I believe they're talking about... Maybe it maybe it is further north. Yeah, okay, it's no it's northern Cali. That makes sense. I was thinking the fucking high desert okay. and shit. I'm like, they're probably getting rain, judging by the looks of that radar image, though. Um, 
Once the storm reaches the Rockies, it will slow down and intensify using its atmospheric dynamics to funnel warm, moist air from Mexico northward, slamming the moist conveyor belt right into elevated land in the western plains and Rocky Mountains. This effect of forcing air to rise due to land elevation is called orographic uplift and is responsible for the biggest snowstorms in cities like Denver and Boulder. While the first round of snow is falling Wednesday in Colorado, Wyoming, Nebraska, and South Dakota, it's the next round, starting later Friday, reaching its apex on Sunday, that will make traveling near impossible with snowfall rates of 2 to 4 inches per hour. Wind gusts over 45 miles an hour are likely ramping up to 60 mi- uh, likely on Saturday, ramping up to 60 miles an hour on Sunday, meaning blizzard conditions will be widespread. Wow. Um, I'm just going to uh, screen share real quick so you can see this uh, projection chart here. Check out that chart. That's a nice chart. 24 Whoa, plus. doggy. 24 plus inches of snow all around Cheyenne uh, into Denver. That's wow. Damn. Um, it's it. It looks like it's going to be challenging all-time records in Denver. That's crazy. Right. Fuck. They get a shit ton of snow, like normally. Yeah. Oh, I probably shouldn't have stopped screen sharing yet. There's more graphics. So there's a there's high pressure, you know, like down here, and there's fucking high pressure to the east, and there's high pre- really high pressure to the north. So this storm is basically just stuck there. You should have been a weatherman, Rob. I feel like you're mocking me. No, dude. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I totally watch it. <laughs> so, I mean, this is a drought. This is the current drought. Look at Arizona all fucking dark red and shit. Oh, yeah. God damn. Uh, That's the pit of hell right there. Yeah. <coughs> um, actually, I wanted to talk about this. I don't have an article Ow! for this, but I, I, I'm done talking about this storm now. I'm going to move on to that drought set me on a fucking path on wildfires. We had a record-setting wildfire season in Arizona here last year. There was a record-setting fire season in California, in fucking Washington State, in Oregon, in Canada, in uh, Utah. I, I mean, fucking half of the half of our continent was on fire last year, and everybody acted like it was fucking normal. And this year, it's even drier, and it's even hotter. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to go on a big rant or anything, but... You're fine, dude. Go on the rant, man. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the legislation that could fix it isn't going to happen, and uh, <clears throat> apparently people aren't responsible enough to not, like, you know, drive vehicles with hot mufflers through tall grass that's dry, or not flick cigarette butts out the window. Don't get me wrong. I'm worse about that than I should be. I know that. But I don't do it in the fucking woods here. That's for goddamn sure. I don't know. I was reading the other day that they're trying to do a study to find out if maybe 
maybe wildfires can cool the planet. So chew on well, that I mean, for a bit. Technically, yes, though. No, I know. I know <clears throat> that they totally can. I understand the science behind it, you know. But that's not that's still not a sun. good thing. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, like Don said, stew on that for a minute. <laughs> Holy shit. Um it looks like there's some pretty significant tornado threats um all through the Plains region, um, specifically Oklahoma, Kansas, and Iowa. Yeah, that's Iowa. So, you know, right in Tornado Alley. Um, yeah. Tornado season is starting real early this year, I guess. I think if you're there, you know, try to watch out and be safe, you know, yeah. and uh, maybe try to have some mutual aid there because they're going to need it. I guarantee it. If something does happen, be ready for it. Yeah. Take care of each other. Um, so Gen Z is hoping that President Biden has seen this, uh, this image that I'm going to share with you that we've all certainly seen. My question is, do they really think that Biden's going to give a shit? No. No, and, and look at this. It only goes through certain parts of the U.S. There's still not a rail system in Upper Michigan. There, There's still not a rail system. Actually, that's about it. Maybe fucking South Dakota? Like, well, I mean, they're eventually going to build an offshoot that goes to Sioux Falls. But I mean, the argument would be is that well, Cheyenne only has, or Wyoming only has one, and South Dakota only has one. Everybody's passing right through Idaho, though. There ain't no stop. Oh, there is a stop in Idaho. In Boise, go figure. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's expansive enough. But think about how life changing this could be if you could hop on a train and drive for our drive. <laughs> Hopefully you ain't driving that train. <laughs> no, but imagine if you could ride in a train and make it from Los Angeles to Chicago in like eight hours. Yeah, that'd be life-changing. Dude, do you know how life-changing it would be to simply hop on a train where I live in Michigan and take, take the train down to the you know the part of the state that has money and have a job down there it'd take about uh, three hours in car so maybe an hour on the train dude okay so at 220 miles an hour you could make it from oscoda to detroit in like half an hour well probably 45 minutes yeah yeah that's what i'm saying Man. like and then, this is something that me and you have talked about privately a couple of times. This pretty, needs yeah, to happen. Yeah, pretty extensively, actually. For that those of you that, that don't know, um, there is no sort of public transportation really at all in northern Michigan. We have a couple buses that run every once in a while. Those are private. Those aren't public transportation. Those are privatized transportation, and they, they're shit. <laughs> they're expensive, too, I think. 
Um, last I knew, this was years ago. I guarantee that it's more than fucking three bucks now, but it used to be like three bucks a person for a one-way trip to town, which was like seven miles from where I grew up. But the downside is, is they only run on certain days. They only run during certain hours and they're not reliable at all. You'll call the bus and you'll wait for fucking two hours. To get that means also that people wouldn't have to crowd into cities too. They could actually live across the United States and, you know, the country and stuff like that. Where, you know, you can actually grow gardens and do stuff of that nature and, you know, I mean, less we rent. Can, we can grow in the cities, though. I mean, it's, it's yeah, a you can. more intensive, but I mean, vertical gardening, dude, I got a pallet for free and I bought $10 worth of burlap material and fucking $10 worth of soil and $10 worth of seeds and it's going to be food in a couple months. Well, and then how about this? If you are growing that stuff, you can uh, take the train and go deliver it to your friend that lives, you know, all the way across the United States. So, I mean, that'd be sick. Wouldn't it? You could help people out so much easier, too. I mean, you know, it, it, it definitely change a lot of people's lives. But we are so far behind in times with that. With the whole, I mean, look at China and all their stuff that they have, their high-speed rail systems, and I don't know. We definitely need an infrastructure change in the United States. Yeah, amen. Um, Jakarta said in the comments, email me if there is any activities that will be going on. Um, I know he's in Ohio. I don't know if we have anybody um from ohio yet so you know like if you want to you know start something by all means that's i mean we're all pretty isolated from one another and we're all trying to do something <laughs> well, yeah. i'm i'm really close to ohio i'm right on the border oh no shit yeah we're on the what, oh. how far do you think we are from ohio maybe 20 minutes if that Oh shit! From well, Ohio, hook up, yeah. Hook up with uh, hook up with Jakarta. He dropped his uh, email in the comments earlier. Yeah, definitely. I'll send him a friend request too if I'm not his friend already. Um. So the the point is though, I didn't bring that up to you know like talk shit about the optimism of Gen Z, hoping that Biden sees this and does it. I brought it up to talk about how we need it. It shouldn't be a conversation like this. It shouldn't be, you know, like, oh, hey, we should do this. It should be, we are going to do this. Um, we're so far behind on train technology. We're still using diesel locomotives. Most of the world is using mag trains. That's, Man, that's it's so sad where we could be if we just had, like, Disney rails. Right. Even. Man, I remember riding those things in 1992 and being like, this is dope and thinking, you know, like, wow, this this is the kind of future, <clears throat> um, you know, travel I'll see commonly throughout cities everywhere. Nope. Or the not fucking here. tubes from uh, Futurama, man. How is that? Not right. That would be yet. sick. Yeah. 
Oh my goodness. Insurance reasons is clearly why that hasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm right, still convinced that the guy that wrote it's a time traveler, but we're not going to go into this <laughs> on here. Oh God. Not here. Not here. I, I just want to say one thing real quick about Futurama. I, I wish they would bring it back and like redo it a little bit with like, you know, the technology we have now. So. I don't know. You I know, like the, uh, cartoony you like the well no i mean like no have it as that style but have it as like uh like because a lot of things have changed what they thought would be here you know what i mean yeah like popular yeah and like and so forth yeah <clears throat> yeah oh there's my baby yeah this is your random garden update what are we looking yeah. at what are you doing here <clears throat> so these are bare root trees and if nobody's ever heard of it it's basically trees that lose their leaves and so forth in the winter um and they're kind of bred in mass and you get them without any potting any any stability anything it's just bare roots and uh, around winter time i think middle of winter january out here is when they do it uh, you can get them for like a third of the price and they're like a five gallon tree anyway these two are examples of such a practice. The one on the left is an apple. It's a golden uh, something, something apple. And the right's a plum. But yeah, they had no fucking leaves. Bare looking sticks when I got them. And this is like fucking uh, three months later. Hell yeah. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Hey man, I want you to hook me up on your fruit tree connections. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. These, uh, well, these are yearly, but I mean, we have good, we have a really good private nursery out here that these come from. I don't know that you'll find shit like this in one of the big boxes, but um, also if you find a more low key nursery, they may be able to hook you up with soil. Cause as you'll know from trying to populate large patches with uh, greenery, you need a lot of dirt and it gets expensive, but nurseries like this one offer, uh, like by the truckload for 30 bucks, you know, <clears throat> it's really dope. Good. But yeah, if you move on, you could see, uh, on oh, the yeah. next slide is the prog progress. We've had some weather issues and some watering issues. So you're going to see a couple of those peppers and a couple of those tomatoes on the left look like dog shit uh, because they're going to die. But um, <laughs> yeah, the top middle is um, uh, cucumber and the ones in the top right we have there uh, it's my corn and beans. Corn I thought was going to die. <clears throat> but I'm at war with the birds right now. I blamed them for, for those things not popping up and then one day they just were all there. But still, fuck the birds though. So they will wreck your shit on the right we have strawberries and those were just a couple in that box and they took over that's actually less because we let a lot of it die from uh negligence but like i was telling you rob that thing's gonna expand anyway I mean, the bottom uh, yeah yeah i'm gonna have it growing down the wall of my house is my goal that's good that's good and then, you know, like train it and fan it out and make it grow 
along the wall and take over. It will go crazy, yeah. Yeah. Build it a trellis, a sturdy one. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we have dogs. I can't let it fucking go on the ground. <laughs> right? It would be destroyed. Unless you fenced off an area. I don't think that I don't think that Rev would pee on it though. I think he would just eat the strawberries, frankly. Yeah. Now that flower on the bottom. Tomatoes up in Tawas. Oh, oh, I thought I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. That flower on the bottom right is actually spicy. I haven't eaten it yet, but it's actually a spicy flower. Yeah. It will um, Natalie said fruit <laughs> trees can increase value for homeowners. Just an FYI. No. It is good to know. Yeah, they're. Uh, I don't know if it's Disney or somebody. I think I heard it was Disney involved, but they're going to be building some kind of water park nearby. It's going to boost everybody's property, but it's also going to bring a lot of people, and I'm not pleased at all. I mean, we have Six Flags Hurricane Harbor up here. Keep it up there. <laughs> I mean, dude, it is pretty fucking lit when it's 110 degrees out. I'm just saying. I'm not even that big of a water park guy, but, bro. <laughs> oh. I don't like the water. I don't know why. It's probably because you were born in this godforsaken wasteland. Yeah, that could be it. But uh, large bodies of water, terrifying. Because they don't exist here. Right. (laughs) Okay. Don't get me there. No, no, we're not going there. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just kidding, Sterling. Right. Okay, so we are moving (laughs) on to everybody's favorite. Well, I hope it's everybody's favorite, unless you're a fascist. (laughs) <laughs> just wanna you know get get this out of the way early everybody make sure to punch a nazi absolutely indeed <laughs> you all right there don i just passed <laughs> can you hear her that's what I thought. <laughs> oh, man. So a judge today reinstated the third-degree murder charge against ex-cop Derek Chauvin and fucking George Floyd's death. Okay. Third-degree. Third right, not far enough, but better than it not being on the list of charges at all. I agree, and I mean, actually, when I heard they were talking about reinstating a murder charge, I was like, oh... Maybe they actually fucking get it, but third degree. Wow. Yeah. They're fucking dismissing anybody who questioned all his use of that chokehold. Like, even the one juror, potential juror that got dismissed because, you know, he was in martial arts and pointed out, no, his knee was too high. Right. Dismissed. Fuck having somebody. Yeah, and I mean the the people that they have dismissed for the jury selection, I think speaks more volumes than to who they've accepted. I mean, anybody who has like seen the video, you know, nope, get out. What the fuck? 
Yeah. Any anybody who says that they agree with the premise behind Black Black Lives Matter has been dismissed. Wow. I I mean, you, what the fuck, dude? I thought this was well. I guess it is a jury of his peers, isn't it? Yeah. Should be a jury yep. of the victims' peers. Yep, sure should. But um, I think that would be a public hanging then. No, just guillotine. That's what it calls for. Yeah, what really? I mean, he should. I'm. I. Oh, I feel. Wait. Actually, what? I misunderstood this at all. I knew that they got him for, or that they were getting him for second degree manslaughter, but I, I was unaware that he is also charged with second degree murder. So I'm going to change okay. my approach oh, here so. a little bit. The third degree murder charge is a lesser charge than second degree. So just in case they can't stick him with that, it's a backup potentially. But okay, I still don't think anything's going to stick, frankly. No, I, and I think that's going to. I think there's going to be riots on the streets again if, if they let him go, you know, which I mean, how many times have they let cops go that have done something similar to that? So, yeah, exactly. honestly, just with what's happened with the jury selection, I'm surprised there's not rioting there already. Yeah. Massive. I mean, they're still and, holding and those I mean, protests. One of the one of the people that was dismissed was, you know, like, oh, well, uh, you know, I agree that black lives matter. And I also agree that blue lives matter, which blue lives are not a fucking thing unless you're a Smurf first to fucking all. You can take off your badge at the end of the day. You can't take off your yep. skin suit. I'm just saying. That's damn right. No, uh, you're right. Yeah. But I mean, he said that he agreed with both and they let him go. So, I mean, like what? If you're like. Oh, hey, police probably shouldn't kill black guys. They're going to be like, oh, no, you can't be on this jury. Hey, Wasn't real that quick. guy like a chemist or something? Yeah. Too? Like somebody who would literally bring logic to the table solely. Right. Real quick, guys. I have a graphic that'll help with with this, with what's going on. It, it, it's an older one. It's an older one, but I want to show it to you real quick. Uh, Rob, can you enable... Oh wait, it's gonna stop your it's gonna yes. stop your audio. Go for it. Okay. I'm still gonna um, let me let me let me just <laughs> let me just share this with you. This graphic will describe what should probably happen in this case. And I'm not condoning anything, but <laughs> yes. This so we so can get those it. at Home Depot now? Uh, <laughs> there, there's a breakdown. There's a breakdown of the materials, oh, if you want. It's a self-assembly, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Anyway, anyway. One graphic I wanted to share with you. Now bring up that diagram again, please. please just... <laughs> okay, okay. One more time. One more time. Hold on. For posterity reasons. I'm not... I think it was Natalie... I think it was Natalie just gave us a bunch of thumbs up. In the <laughs> That's a 16 gauge. <laughs> Sterling, I'll send you a copy, bud. Okay. Name it Stimulus. No, that's a battle axe. <laughs> I really don't know that that scale's thick enough. I'm going to say it. Okay. I that's could be fair. wrong. And I'll that's take fair. that. You might and have I'll to invest a little bit more in some thicker steel. Worth it. We need to build those and put them in a lot of places. 
listen, they're giving us 1400 this time. That means we could either build two or one really good one. <laughs> I like the way you need to change. build it once. Dean, you're we need really to get quiet. back to building it. Are we making you uncomfortable? <laughs> oh, not at all. Not at all. I'm just taking it in. Ah, I thought you were just dozing off listening to the lo-fi. Nope. Oh, fuck. I didn't. We can't hear it. it. I Open told the you vibes, guys to man. remind me. I told you guys Rob's to jamming. Me. We're like. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving us hanging, bro. Sorry. Uh, the court's precedential opinion became binding authority on the date that it was filed. Really? So, like, basically, uh, they tried to to not let them reinstate the third degree murder charge, but they they are anyway. Um, the Supreme Court, I should say, denied Chauvin's attorney's effort to block the charge. Um, can can we all just talk about how this was a suspected counterfeit twenty dollar bill? That's what all this was about. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't even know suspected. for sure what it was. Yeah. Right. Suspected is just, you know, the story that was put out. Where's the proof that it was real or fake? I'd like to see that. Where is this $20 bill? They have it in evidence, apparently. Wonder um, if it's actually the right one. But the other three officers, um, for those that might not know, were also charged with aiding and abetting second-degree murder. Um, they are expected to go to trial in August. Good. I hope they get a severe... I, I hope they get charged with it. I, I really do. I mean... So six jurors have been seated. A, uh, a multiracial woman and five men, three of whom are white, one who is black and one who is Hispanic. The sixth juror selected Thursday said he is a truck driver and a fan of true crime po podcasts. Ouch. Oh boy. I don't. Okay. Um, opening statements are likely to begin March 29th is scheduled. March 29th, that's the day to look for. Well, probably the first of many days to look for, honestly. Anybody else got anything to add on the fucking the Chauvin thing? That guy. Stop calling it the George Floyd trial, like we've said before, like you've said, Rob. Amen. Amen right? to that. George ain't on trial. George didn't get his. So I don't know uh, who this lady is, but Unicorn It's really Ryan important. I know people think jury Somebody's quick thoughts on the jury selection. And, uh, well, I mean, it's, you know, a uh, uh, protester, so... Odds are they probably are thinking what we're all thinking. It's like the boring part. It's not. Who they put on the jury means everything to these trials. 
the fact that they had a lot of pro-cop people on the Yanez trial, and that's Yanez uh, is the cop that killed Flando Castile as a reminder to people, is the reason we got the outcome we got. So it's very important to keep up with these jury selections. And by seeing who they put on the jury and what their like arguments are and things like that, you'll be able to figure out what the outcome is. Um, I really think in a way they're signaling to us what that outcome is going to be with these fences and, you know, razor wire and all this. So it's, 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 it's uh, frustrating. some chain link fence is going to stop anybody? Apparently they know. think so. Doesn't mean they're right. <laughs> I mean, they might they might eat some people up with that Constantine wire, but it ain't going to keep nobody out. A thick rug will cover Constantine wire. For those that may want that information. Hey, they're going to get $1,400. They can buy like bolt cutters or something to cut through that fencing, too. <laughs> Indeed. Let's see. What, uh, what else do we got under combating fascism? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that I sent Dean a minute ago. Thank you for putting that in there, Dean. No problem. Uh... So the Department of Justice is seeking to build large conspiracy case, a large conspiracy case. I am getting blocked by the paywall. I should have known. Hey, Dean. Yep. You want to um, pull this up? Yep. <laughs> but the, uh, the Department of Justice is um, building a conspiracy case against the Oath Keepers for the January 6th riot. So the Justice Department and the FBI are gathering evidence to try to build a large conspiracy indictment against members of the Oath Keepers for their roles in the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol, according to people familiar with the matter. But the group sometimes fractions, fractious and fantasy-laden internal workings may complicate efforts to bring such a case. In the wake of short-lived insurrection, the Oath Keepers is the most high-profile self-styled militia group in the country. While members use the jargon and trappings of paramilitary organization in daily practice, the group is often more akin to a collection of local chapters with similar conspiracy-fueled ideology about what they view as the inevitable collapse of the U.S. government as it becomes more tyrannical. tyrannical. Quote, this is not a well-trained army or disciplined military union. This, is a, this was a loose structure, unquote, said Carl Schmey who dealt with the Oath Keepers when he was an FBI negotiator responding to the 2016 Occupation of Wildlife Refuge. Oh yeah, send snacks, guys. Uh, so I'll leave the link in the comments and I forgot to put the, uh, the way I get around paywalls in the comments. I'll leave that there too, but that is the gist of it. Bunch of dildos. Left and it got quiet. Did we lose Rob? 
No, he just he walked out for a minute. Oh, I'm not looking at the screen. So he's he's figuring I'm reading the article. I can keep reading. The Oath Keepers group is a major target of the sprawling FBI investigation in the riot at the U.S. Capitol, along with other militant groups. The Proud Boys, according to familiar, people familiar with the matter, who spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss an ongoing investigation, how aggressively the Justice Department pursues such extremists will be a major test of not only the Biden administration's pledge to combat domestic terrorism, but also the law and the courts. Twelve alleged Oath Keepers members or associates have already been arrested on charges related to the January 6th riot, not to mention the, some, the, the bunch of dumbasses they caught in Michigan, which there's been a lot of apologizing for, you know, there's been a lot of similarities drawn between these numb nuts and the and the FBI trying to entrap uh, 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 Islamic people, uh, you know, in the run up to the wars in the Iraq following 9-11, whereby they would say, hey, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be kind of cool if, if something exploded, wouldn't it? And wham, they're in Gitmo. You know, that's literally what people think has happened here with some of these guys, that they're being railroaded or 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 there's been FBI informants planted amongst these organizations and they're and they're the ones like Black Panther style, right? They're the ones that are actually instigating bad behavior and then arresting the members for for agreeing or helping or maybe deciding it wasn't a bad idea. You know, I don't know. But it sounds like one gang investigating another gang, if you ask me. Didn't they do that shit with some Occupy members back in the day, too? Oh, yeah, there was there was provocateurs and every single protest. And, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. Um, I, 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 I think this has been something that's been uh, an ongoing problem with any organization that's even BLM <laughs> that has formed for generations and generations. So... The Oath Keepers members who allegedly went into the U.S. Capitol went, quote-unquote, totally off mission, Rose said this week in an interview. There was a bunch of chaos. All I wanted to do was make sure that my guys didn't get into trouble. Some of them had gone stupid and jumped inside the Capitol, and quote. Well, yeah. Like I said, you know, these guys wandered in there and, and really accomplished nothing. So well, I know, wonder how out. long it's going to take. Go ahead, Rob. Um, the, the, the paranoia, I guess, of these militia groups. And I, I briefly, very, very briefly, actually, was in a militia when I lived back in Michigan. So, so is Don. Um, and I don't are... want to talk about it. I'm not, I am not in any way affiliated with the Michigan militia. No. Bunch of untrained. Fuck it. I, I got nothing good to of say. Unpa- uh, untrained paranoid conspiracy theorists. I'll be blunt about it. That's why we didn't hang out. We went to a meeting and we're like, nope, fuck that. <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. But yeah, you're absolutely right. That's the type of people that that movement attracts. It sure is. The send snacks guy. Sorry. I think that's hilarious. I still think it's hilarious. It's never not going to be funny to me. That's okay, dude. 
Dude, that background is fucking wild. I love it. Right? You should have seen the party. Oh, dude. All right. So, uh, anything else in... uh... Remember the the cop or the the guy that hung the neo-Nazi flag in his window that we covered. Do you want to talk about that real quick and tell us? Yeah, there was an update. Um, I don't have the link in front of me. Was it what the the cops bought the guy curtains, right? Like, yeah, the cops bought the guy curtains. What the that fuck? Fascist buying other fascist stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. So the story was there was a uh, dude in I think it was in Kalamazoo, Michigan, that fucking hung a Nazi flag in his window. Uh, facing the black people across the street. And uh, the cops didn't make him take it down or anything. They got him curtains. That wasn't about not having curtains. That was about intimidation. Yeah. Yeah, they they bought him curtains. They spent money out of their pockets to buy this, this fascist curtains because they are also fascists. So I just yeah. want to say that. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's it for the fascists. <laughs> well, it's just we're just bros being bros, you know. It's cool, right? We're just being like cool, you know. You got to watch out. You know? All it is is neo-Nazi mutual aid. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> shit, dog. That's fucking oh, awesome. Shit. <laughs> oh man, you you definitely hit the nail or the nail on the head there. So. Oh man, I, I hope that everybody that's watching enjoys that as much as we all did. Man, now you got fireworks behind you, Sterling. What is going on? It's getting real, dude. It's getting really real. Actually, it that's was not uh, fireworks. That's fascists exploding. Look at that. <laughs> look at that. Is that not creepy? Right? What the hell is that? It's a window. <laughs> oh, that is creepy. Whose window? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Man? <laughs> this one's gone off the, the rails, Rob. Coming out. The, those fireworks are from protests when uh, the people were using fireworks against the police. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Wouldn't it be fun though to have like some Roman candles to shoot at them when they're firing like? rubber bullets or something scare the fuck out of him like oh shit fire flame or flying flag. You know? fire flame yeah. fire flame yeah well before the protest what you could do is you could soak the asphalt in petroleum like like a nice kerosene dean 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 yes dean sorry alpha yes. men alpha <laughs> men sorry sorry <laughs> i don't get to i don't get to talk about it with me and mar you don't get to talk about it at home fine I mean, I'm just saying, you know, hit me up for ideas. And... What was our uh, what was our dark web domain name again? Oh, that's right. Before we are many pharmacy, you can find us using the Tor browser. Put your order in now while supplies last. Oh goodness! Oh my god! So 
have um, pocket pussies. We'll double your order. That's right. We go. <laughs> Anywho, oh, in LGBTQ news this week, uh, there's an article we'll link in the show notes. Um, QAnon rep, you know, Jewish space lasers green is at it again. Bigoting as hard as her bigoted ass possibly can. She made comments calling gay Italian Jewish representative David Cicilline, a Democrat from Rhode Island, quote, Representative Mussolini in an interview because he's moving to block her from further trolling Congress with her bullshit. She's been making Wait, 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 wait. Time out, though. Time out, though. She's a fascist. And she's calling him Representative Mussolini. Isn't that a compliment? (laughs) Well... I, I don't know, but we, we actually will get to that in just a moment because it's something touched on here because <laughs> oh. it speaks to her frame of mind completely. Um, but uh, she's been making motions to adjourn just all conversations in Congress over the bills on the table, like last week's LGBTQ Equality Act. Yeah. And, you know, sending full roll call vote, you know. Um, attempting to shut the house down for the day and impede progress on any bill that goes against her bigoted ass trash views. So in response, Cicilline is putting a bill on the table to restrict the use of this type of motion to representatives that are actually on working committees. He's fucking trolling her back so hard because this literally gives everyone there that said ability except for Green because she was removed from all of her committees for her history of violence and hateful rhetoric. So, you know, she, of course, is crying about it. I take joy in those tears. But this quote right here speaks to what you were asking a moment ago, Rob. Um, This is from the article that I pulled here. Uh, It says, it's unclear if Green was taunting Cicilline with the Mussolini reference because he's gay and Jewish, if she was comparing him to the dictator because he is of Italian heritage, or if she just has no fucking idea who Mussolini is other than a generic bad person. Either way, he has no time for her. Um, His response to all of this was, quote, I'm an Italian and a Jew. Mussolini was a fascist dictator in league with Adolf Hitler, who murdered six million Jews. So in case the dumb bitch wasn't aware of even who she was referencing, she should be. I hope that he added her in that fucking tweet. Mm. (laughs) Bitch is nuts. She just don't know when to quit. She's fucking dangerous, man. Uh-huh. She's just doing anything that she can to try to fuck with people. It, dude, this is how she even got to be known and got her fucking seat. Because she found out about Drag Queen Storytime. And started trolling the fuck out of them online with her hateful, bigoted bullshit. And managed to get a following of a bunch of other hateful fucking bigots. And, you know, eventually the money started coming her way to run for a fucking seat. That's what this bitch got in on, is trolling. This bitch needs kicked the fuck out of Congress. Not just off the committees. James in the uh, in the comments just said that. Hey, she has no place there. That bitch does not belong there. Um. Anywho, the the next one that I had pulled up is 
um, this was an interview between Ellen DeGeneres and Missy Nash um, on how she won't label her sexuality. And this one I found very positive. And, you know, most of the stuff that I cover in this section um, or even the stuff that you guys add to it, too, it's typically pointing out the what the fuck moments. So I figured for a moment I would invoke the vibe of Don Good News Hughes and bring something good to the table that made me smile to read. Um, give me just a moment. Actually, can one of you screen share this article, please? Because my phone is not letting me pull it up while we are in this. Shit. Which one is it? Um, slide two. Got it. Just making sure. Before I pull up the wrong one. Okay. I'm just glad my vibe's catching on, man. Yes, it is. <clears throat> okay. Um, here we go. Thank you. Emmy Award-winning actor Nisi Nash talked to Ellen DeGeneres about her sexual identity now that she's got a husband. Nash, who is best known for her roles on Reno 911, Getting On, Selma, and Claws, as well as for hosting the interior design show Clean House, married musician Jessica Betts last year after two previous marriages to men. She had not come out as gay or bisexual or pansexual prior to that. Even when she announced her marriage to a woman, that's all she announced. Um, you know, basically what she said, you know, when Ellen was asking her about this, she said, you know, she never identified as any particular sexual orientation. It was just when she was married to, you know, her ex-husband, that's who she loved. Now this is who she loves. And the part that I found really adorable, her daughter, if you'll scroll down there, her daughter actually approached her like, hey, watch this show with me because you got to know how you identify. And she was like, really, do I? And at the end of it, um, if you want to hit play, go for it. It's just it's really adorable. Um, what her daughter said to her, I'm not sure at what point. Yeah, you got slippery shoes that. on. It's well, a slant. I broke my foot recently, oh. so I'm recovering. I'm, I'm recovering, sorry. so I got to walk. You know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like I think I'm cute, but okay. that's really not. Right. Because that's not the walk. No. How did you break your foot? What'd you do? I don't have an exciting story. Oh. I wish I did, but I don't. You but you know what I do have? I have the excitement of a thousand people because I have wanted to meet you for so long. I'm like, my whole family is obsessed with you. Well, thank you. Um, oh. And my youngest baby told me to tell you, she said, Mom, I want to be the next bachelorette but if you tell ellen somehow i know it'll happen yeah i was like well what she got to do with it yeah I we we paused this uh i just saw that clip is like seven and a half minutes long i'm not sure at what point um she discussed the conversation with her daughter but basically after watching that video with her daughter um you know she was like mama so what do you identify as and she was like you know I'm confused I'm more confused than ever and said I quote I was like I don't know I'm black and I'm your mom I'm not go sit down 
it was like she had you know never really thought about classifying identifying fitting her sexuality into any given box and i dig that you know moms don't want to see yep so i mean i was able to hang out with them in a way and i was like wait a minute so it was like mind-blowing for me because i wasn't ready in a good way no oh. a horrible way <laughs> horrible they're, they're grown like they're gr and i'm just so used to you know those are always gonna be my babies yeah. but not no more yeah 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 i don't know um where that specific part of the clip is but it was really cute i don't know to just be able to have that honest conversation with your kids of like you know basically why does it even have to be put in a box what does what does that even mean you know <laughs> boxes create judgment from people who don't understand a different box than the one they see themselves as fitting in. I've always looked at it as the shape of your genitals isn't going to determine whether or not I'm attracted to you. I'm not going to lie, I had a balloon animal joke right now that I was trying to work into that somehow, but... Well, now you did it, so now you no. can tell it. Well, I don't, I don't have it. I don't uh, have it. Segway. But, but it was close. <clears throat> so where the hell are we now? We are... Um... Does anybody have anything else to add on that first? I agree with Trish, Trisha that uh, people only create labels so they can try to, uh, you know, like understand you and the, everybody is unique and there is no reason to explain what you are to people or how you are it's it's you know you are who you are and that's all that needs to be said so right you're a human being period indeed yeah. you're still exchanging oxygen and haven't assumed room temperature we're proud of you for that yeah we are And that will bring us into censorship and big tech. Was it me now? Who, whoever was putting stuff in censorship and big tech today. <laughs> now I'll need to uh, be able to screen share, actually. Like, if you could share that, well, <clears throat> I'm about to go through some website. Ah. <clears throat> You should be able to screen share that, right? Yep. I lost the sweet beats, though. All right. 
one second. Okay, so we've already covered Google's <coughs> selfish ledger before. And why am I bringing it up now again? Well, because it's pretty interesting to fucking deal with. I think it, I think it applies to just more things the more I experience Facebook every fucking day. Um, but um, I was just randomly looking <coughs> for some new information on it, and I found that primarily what's coming up is from uh, conservative sites. So I'd like to take you on a little journey. If I can make it large. So what is the selfish ledger if you haven't heard about it? So The Verge published an internal company video from Google that supposedly leaked from the Google X department. Video shows a speculative design concept coined the selfish ledger in which they draw an analogy between ledgers and Richard Dawkins's concept of the selfish gene. The term selfish gene metaphorically refers to the tendency of genes to replicate in which the organism just functions as a transient carrier. According to this analogy, we could in a similar way look at ourselves as temporary custodians of the data we generate instead of its owners. Now, furthermore, as is the case with genes, ledgers can be sequenced to better understand the human species. So it's really just warning us about the dangers of data collection and who owns that data, what they can really do about it. But these people are actually saying, yo, we know, we know that we have this much power and we're actually well aware of what we can do with it. And it's trying to at least create a dialogue within the company of what do you think we need to do with it, right? Uh, this lead gives us an interesting insight into the inner thoughts of the search company. In the first place, it shares a perspective that conveniently justifies the company's mission. Although not, ex not explicated in the video, Google obviously would be the company that will facilitate the ledger. Lastly, it is interesting to see that Google uses speculative design to think about future scenarios. However, the leak also created considerable controversy for Google. So was it intentional? Was it not? Who really knows or cares? Now, what's next? Even though the video, according to Google, was purely meant as a way to stimulate internal discussion amongst designers, it could give us an idea of how the company approaches product and service design. One specific example that was shown in the video is that the ledger could fill in user data gaps by creating and selling personalized data harvesting products, e.g. a bathroom scale, based on already collected user data, just to increase the likelihood to retrieve the missing data, e.g. weight. Interestingly, according to The Verge, some Google patents seem to come close to the idea of the selfish ledger. So what's my point in all of it? Well, it's already happening, uh, but I think as crazy as your mind gets when you have to think about is, is my Google profile kind of controlling major life decisions? Uh, think about Facebook as well, because every single time I uh, encounter a lefty, McLefterson, uh, with no profile history, uh, and he works at Revolution, uh, I am faced with the reality that we all knew that we were being influenced with these companies and with these uh, types of accounts, right? So be wary of all of it, I think it's really just my point, and I don't want to get too off subject, so I will not go to those sites just yet. Save that for next time.
fucking did. Yes. It's fucking eye open. Yeah, it's this was the things. other this was the other parking lot topic, Dean. This is the one we couldn't remember. Got it. That's why I wasn't on that stream. Do you have any thoughts on it, Dean? Not that yeah. it's serious that require a great deal, but what what do you think right now, currently? Uh, you know, I saw that when it came out uh, a few years back. It it's been out for a while, right? About four mm-hmm. years or so, or maybe three. Um, right. you know, we knew that, you know, at first we thought that Google was doing something with the, was, was using the blockchain somehow. They were, they have, we know that they we've been, they've been learning, using machine learning for a long time on our our behavior. They're getting smarter and smarter and faster and faster. Hey, were you just at Sunoco? You know, that kind of thing. We knew that they, that we had all a data signature that we were carrying, right? Um, the problem I've had and always have with this sort of thing is, is, is twofold. Number one, um, it's disadvantageous to us as the user to uh, we get locked into these platforms, right? And we decide that ah, fuck it, you know, I, what what am I doing? That let them spy on me. I don't care. I I really like the search. I love the mail. I love all the services. Fuck it, I'm using it. The shit you know. they're showing me, I want to buy. I mean, right, fuck, right, 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 and that too. I dig right? it. I'm just not even there, man. I'm just talking about like using your device, you know. Um, you're not. You, there's not a whole lot of choices on the marketplace. If you want to car- carry a smartphone, you know, you, you have basically two choices. You have Apple or you have Android. And either way you go, I think Apple has long been a little bit more historically, quote unquote, better about privacy. I still think they're not much better. Well, if they oh. give if they give backdoors, then correct, right? So, so we don't re- we don't really we're not really given a choice, right? If we if you want to carry a smartphone, you know the answer is is you know don't don't carry a smartphone, don't have one. And you think about you know the older folks in our lives, or or maybe some of the staunchly anti tech younger folks that we might know, even though they're very few and far between, there are some. You know, you get you got to wonder, you know, are they you know, that nagging feeling in the back of your brain when they say, oh, I don't fuck Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. Forget that. You know, I have friends that have Android phones that they didn't even log into it. They don't have a single thing installed on them. They have a phone. They make phone calls and that's it, you know, and they turn everything off. They don't track. They don't let Google track any. That's not paranoia. It's not, it's not them worried about the eye in the sky. It's them. It's that, look, I want to make a phone call. I don't want to have to worry about all of this information being fed and validated and refed and sold and resold. It's a goddamn Orwellian nightmare. And you don't have that. That's the fucking truth. You're not, you're, you know, you opt in the minute you boot that phone. I, okay, I accept the terms. Yeah, I got a brand new phone. It's so cool. You know, I, I and, the, and, and, and you're stimulating that amygdala and you're getting those endorphins. And next thing you know, you're on Facebook and you're doom scrolling. I mean, this is a, 
this is a societal plague, you know, and I'm I'm a willing participant. Same. It's the the actual fucking zombie apocalypse. We just never realized that, you know, the zombification would be staring at a glowing box. People are losing sleep to do this. We've all mm-hmm. done it. Yep. We've all done it. It's not like, oh, okay, well, I pay for services. You know, it's a, it's a, I almost prefer that they give us a pay, a pay option so that we just opt out of all of it. And okay, I pay Google, you know, five bucks a month and they don't track shit. And, and right. I use their services to my heart's content without, without concern for my privacy. It's a huge problem. If I heard a talk from Alan Watts at one time, he was basically predicting the, the rise of the smartphone, which wasn't hard to do. Many others have done it uh, during his time and before, but he was talking about the erosion of privacy and that what I got from it was that we may come to a place mentally as a culture where we think about privacy differently. Anyway, we get to where everything we do and say, we expect to be consumed by everyone. And then privacy gets really weird. You know, it's funny. Technology is giving us an opportunity for that. It's funny that you said that because the world expanded to a certain point whereby your comings and goings were expected to be of your own, your own business, your own concern. And, and what you were reading, thinking or doing or buying was your own business. Right. I think there was a time in history where that data was being tracked, but not by a machine and not necessarily monetary decisions made on that. I think, your neighbors knew when you bought the newspaper or the neighbors knew when you walked up to the fence and, and gossiped and, and they knew when you went to work and they knew when you milked your cows and they, you know, there's some of that sort of, we haven't all, we weren't born into a, a right to privacy necessarily. You're like, this motherfucker's talking about cows. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, I mean, no, I mean, I'm with you, man. It, it's a really weird place to think about but i think it's way easier for me to picture it digitally right because i'm like you know why why are we hiding all the things we're hiding about each other you know why i told you they know and this is not i work in this field this is not uh exaggeration the data has been collected your phone is collecting less data than it is validating data they already know They're using it to steer marketing, propaganda, you name it. Everything that they think is going to catch your attention. Which is worse? I mean, do you want this hands in the, you want this information in the private sector or the public sector? I, I don't know. No, I feel like, you know, at one point we had a, (laughs) we had a, there was a, yeah, see, here's where Don's going to tell me to stop talking. (laughs) by all means go there was a movement to basically steal the data that these companies had and make it public thereby thereby making it worthless 
and yeah. violating everyone's privacy in the process. There. Well, but that's the rub, right? That's the exchange. Listen, being part of a society, um, you should expect, and this is what Dean was just talking about with your neighbors back in the day. They knew when you did everything. You being part of a society, you should expect a certain level of what's the opposite of privacy? No privacy. <laughs> certain lack of privacy. Yeah, you should expect right. a, a certain lack of privacy. Um, well, I mean, and, I get and, that. And honestly, I if... I, I grew up with a mom who watched the neighbors with binoculars, so yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But like, <laughs> I... I still think that it, it would have been a better idea to simply put everybody, violate everybody's privacy so they can't fucking make a dime off us. Correct. And I mean, we're not even talking about everybody. No one, no one has walls anymore. We make, we make window boxes and everyone lives in those. Like, no, it's just, just rethink everything we label with privacy everything we think must be uh, held sacred in some way. These chats, I mean, as much fucking time as we spend on these chats, this is a new phenomena in and of itself. I mean, just the other day we had that guest, he was talking about, you know, how it formed and he's like, oh, we were just in the chats and then all of a sudden one thing leads to another and then boom, they have this whole movement going. beautiful thing i'm just filling space people i mean i i agree but like that's the catch how do we effectively do that i mean in their case it was like a, a serious situation that led to the mobilization of their group you know like i i mean i'm not trying to say that we can't do shit online because occupy fucking organized everything online well they like, just crippled the stock market <laughs> not really but uh they did a pretty hefty bit of damage just on yeah, reddit bets wall street bets <clears throat> i mean fuck. <laughs> there's a lot that, and none of us thought about that like occupy wall street ish <laughs> on here i had no never crossed my mind yeah <laughs> no for real that moon background is fucking crazy bro yo Right. Especially the way it's moving around behind you, like you're just bopping around in space. It's fucking great. I am. <laughs> <laughs> we all are, really, but that's quite erratic. <laughs> Don't stare at it. You're moving very fast. We're all clinging to a dirt ball hurtling through space at an umpty bazillion miles an hour, whatever. Right. Thank goodness for gravity. It feels yeah, like it, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Poor baby. <laughs> She's getting she tired. Doesn't like it. Yeah, yeah, she doesn't like it either. I don't like it either. I'm, I agree with her. <laughs> My wife says it's tripping her out the boom, and uh, I. I just wanted to say one thing about that. I thought, I think it's pretty crazy that how everybody was like worried that they were going to put a, a tracking chip in the freaking uh, 
vaccine and literally like everybody that says that's carrying a freaking tracking device with them at all times and it's just it's insane dean i really wish they could see you right now (laughs) you look like ghost hunters on a still background yeah sorry (laughs) i'm moving through the house again are there spirits Yeah, that's a different podcast. Tell him to get out. (laughs) Tell him to get out, Dean. (laughs) A whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that uh, I think that we we will see. I think in the next few years, we will start seeing some privacy-driven devices and possibly even privacy-driven services, but. If, if you want your privacy, you literally have to unplug. You do. And that means you're not listening to us and we're not communicating with you. And you know, We can't enough. organize and strike and we could go back take down the fucking system. So we oh, you see pamphlets. So now you see yeah. now you see what I believe is one of the reasons for the system. Yeah, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not trying to red pill nobody here. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. I think if you're using it to to do that kind of stuff, then it, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, but look at look at these revolutions. You know, look at India. They they shut the internet off. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but they're still on it. You know, they're still going strong. Strong. Strong like Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, no. I I've noticed one thing though that a, a lot of people that join these groups or and stuff like I've said before it's it seems like they don't want to do those things they just want to be a part of it online and not offline do you know what I mean I do I do. I think it's impossible to organize without these tools. So the way to keep these tools is to democratize them. And we're pretty far away from that right now. We're we're far away from that right now. I think we could get there. And I think that there may be things that are coming that will help enable that and push, uh, social media into the public domain well internet shouldn't be a private thing it should be everybody should have internet for fucking free it shouldn't you i agree know what i mean it should be i agree it should be a public service i agree with you completely you know and and we've witnessed uh, the outcome of these private quote-unquote specialized networks that are they're look what happened to parlor you know not that i care about enabling free speech for nazis but Look, look what happened. You know? No, but if it if it can happen to them, it can happen to the left. Which Correct. I mean, Facebook obviously has proven that, you know. It has. In they space, are shutting so down. Twitter. Yeah. So. I mean, plus, I mean, I see hate speech online all the time. And I, I'm sorry, but yes, I do report it. And they're like, well, it doesn't violate our standards. Yeah, because you don't give a shit about that shit. You give it. I don't know. They care about what damages that revenues. So yeah. that is not free speech. That's free market. 
Yeah, is, exactly. They don't care about free speech. They care about free market. Yeah. Well, the killer part is, is when somebody is speaking actual fucking hate speech like that, and you call them out and point out like that's some Nazi ass shit, and you get fucking red flagged and booted for yep. bullying. You know how many times I've gotten thirty days of Facebook jail at a time for calling oh, yeah. Nazis Nazis. Right, guys. <clears throat> None of this is going to change unless unless we make it a public service or the government takes it over. Like well, we're going to go where the users are, though. That's the problem, Don. You know, we yeah. can we can do that. We can rally. We can build our own network. We can find our own social media platform, and we can build it out. And it can be it can be decentralized and distributed. Uh, in a democratic manner, but if the people aren't there, nobody's going to show up. We're not going to use it. And they know that. Oh yeah. I know. I know. My point simply was like the first amendment doesn't, doesn't cover social media. It's, it's, it's a, it's a good we pay for. It's, it's not, not a public commodity. Unless you subscribe to Facebook platinum and then you have a completely different experience you don't know what that is i i'm i'll try to find an invite and send you an invite to facebook platinum just kidding there's no such thing yet. That's another. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was gonna say i've never heard of that that would be interesting the next but... next level doom scrolling yeah <laughs> this uh, one comes with background music yeah yeah this one <laughs> These are where they inject uh, their advertisements into your dreams and uh, and imprint them on your DNA. Hey, and listen, what are we talking listen. about Futurama? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, I, I want to bring something up real quick. I don't I don't typically talk about sports ball or anything like that, but um, that that big that big sports ball game that happened, uh, I think maybe like last month or whenever. I don't watch that shit. Um, <clears throat> but a beer company was actually trying to project they had a study going trying to project um their commercial for their beer into people's dreams wow so we we're there yeah i i don't believe that we're far from that i mean i believe that uh we're all gonna live online eventually so i mean like uh you ever seen the movie player one yeah, it's going to be like that. You know, you're going to live most of your life online. I mean, we already do, technically. What is it, so. Ready Player One? Yeah, Ready Player One. I'm sorry. What? Who? who is it, Was that the one? What, what is that one? It's the one where they... Uh, you, you get basically money for playing video games and stuff like that. And uh, you get to buy stuff with it. And, like, it's... It's basically you, your job, everybody's job is just to play video games or to be online oh, and stuff yeah. like that. I think that's and what I mean, awaits the Zoomers. I think they're going to be hooked up to the treadmills and they're going to have to walk their, 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 their 14 hours a day to, to generate power. And then they get their, then they'll have their food credits and they'll get into their cubicles, you know, and sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Just you guys got to yeah. look at this tattoo of Bill Gates. Oh, fuck. Isn't that amazing what you can see in space? Whoa. That's some really good work, though. 
honestly. Um. <laughs> what the heck, <sighs> man? <laughs> well, well that, we uh, are kind of leading into wealth inequality. Yeah, yeah, let's go. Indeed, we are. I guess I might as well, you know, tell you all about the shit I found out. Um, one of the Michigan unemployment programs just did sudden, suddenly kicking thousand off, thousands off of benefits. Um, I found this article on MLive. We'll have that linked in the show notes. Um, thousands of jobless Michigan workers will lose their unemployment benefits this week as the state is halting its extended benefits program. The Unemployment Insurance Agency announced Monday, March 8th. The program offered 20 extra weeks of unemployment to people who had used up their other benefits. It was triggered by high unemployment levels, but declining unemployment rates have triggered an end to the program. In this right here is something I'm going to call out for being fucking bullshit that it is because the unemployment rate going down doesn't mean that the people who are still on it don't still need this program. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> um, not only are the 20 weeks of extended benefits gone, but the trigger also hits the PUA, the Pandemic Un Unemployment Assistance Program. Um, the maximum number of weeks of eligibility shrinks from 57 to 50. Um, claimants, now mind you, that PUA program, that's the one that covers literally everybody who is self-employed too. That's the only reason that self-employed people like myself are even um, able to file for it. Uh, because prior to that, they didn't cover self-employed people. They were like, fuck you. Um, the high unemployment period, this is a quote, um, is triggered based on the unemployment rate in Michigan. Under federal law, when a state is in the HUP, there are seven additional weeks added to PUA and additional weeks added to EB. When the state is no longer in a HUP, the additional weeks cannot be paid and claimants must be notified. Now, this this is a fucking hiccup in that legislation that needs to be fucking fixed because fucking everything's fluid when, you know, bills are like this. This needs to be fucking changed because, you know, again, unemployment going down doesn't stop the unemployed who are still unemployed from still fucking being unemployed. Damn it. This is a pandemic. Um, as of February 13th, Michigan had 96,000 people getting benefits through the extended benefits program. And to trigger the extended benefits, Michigan's total unemployment rate must be above 8% for the past three months and exceed 110% of the rate from the past two years during the same span. So it's got to meet both those qualifications, which is bullshit. Um, State officials didn't say which piece fell below the trigger mark causing this week's change. Per the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, Michigan had a 7.5% unemployment rate in December. The January number will be announced later this week. The estimate comes from a monthly survey of households and only counts people as unemployed if they're searching for work or waiting to be recalled by their employer. Well, that doesn't necessarily apply to everybody because if you're your skill set, your job field isn't hiring, it doesn't matter if you're searching for work or not, you're not going to fucking find it if it's shut down. Um, uh, I, I believe that Dean would call this uh, democratic needs testing. Correct. At its finest. 
I call it bullshit. Same. Fuck. Combining the state and the federal numbers, there are 1 million people in Michigan getting benefits, meaning more than 20% of Michigan's labor force is on unemployment. So, why aren't they even fucking considering that? And looking at all of the numbers, not just the part that they like because it fits their fucking bullshit that they want to go and say, oh, it's no longer at this rate. It's really way over this rate, but we are going to call it this rate because we redacted some of the data from it and are only showing you this set, this small part of this data set um, instead of the whole fucking picture so that we can fuck you out of your money. What the fuck? This, this is literally our fucking tax dollars at work. We are paying motherfuckers to fuck us out of our own money coming back to us. What, what I really hate about unemployment is that they only, when they do unemployment, like they make the calculations, they only calculate the people that are receiving unemployment, not the actual people without work. That too. That's another part that skews it in a really fucked up manner. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people just straight up get fucking denied, still are out of work and have no choice in the matter. You know, yeah. a lot of people right now are completely fucked for no causation of their own actions. They didn't do this. It just happened. At, at the beginning of the pandemic, like the people that were like self-employed didn't even qualify and they they couldn't do anything to help those people. I think they fixed it, but I think they did. I'm not sure. But well, that's I mean, part of the problem with this. Um, that that program is the PUA, which also got cut back by the state of Michigan. Even though it's the federal one, they went, well, nope, we're just going to cut some weeks off of that, too, just like we are off of the state program. It's So it's another level of bullshit, because I'm one of those self-employed people, you know, and that sucks before the PUA was passed in the first place last year when there wasn't fuck all I could do about it. Not a damn thing. <laughs> and then that no. passed and I was like, oh, cool. This, this fucking saved the day that they finally, you know, created a program for unemployment for self-employed people. But when you're going to dock those weeks because of a falsified, you know, unemployment rate being publicized. Yeah. Is a big F you to the, you know, to the people. So, I mean. I call bullshit. I think they should be held accountable for the real fucking numbers. You know, not just the one million who are actually still on unemployment, but the ones you pointed out who are unemployed and not getting any of this fucking help either who need to be there there was a lot of people that applied for it and uh there i my wife's brother uh applied for it months ago and he still i don't even think he still got it until like it, it was at the you know at the beginning and it like took him like four months to even uh, allow him to have it so fuck man uh, and he, he's a single paid. he's a single parent too I mean you know so what the fuck are you supposed to do when you're put in that position 
you know yeah and there just ain't no work no there isn't like how many how many fucking employers went out of business completely yeah you know in in a job market where for a lot of positions there's already hundreds of people applying for the same damn job especially if it's a good paying one yeah and it fucked that even harder like we got to change how things are working and get these motherfuckers to register that a person's value is not determined by what work they can contribute, especially in an environment that's even restricting that altogether, where you don't have the option. The economy's fucking crashed. I think that's where some something like UBI would be a very useful thing, you know. And that's if, when COVID should have shown us. Really. Yeah. Right. Truly. I mean, when because this is going to happen again, and we know it. Another pandemic is just around the corner, and it might not affect our children, but it, it will probably affect our children's children. With climate change and everything, there's a lot of diseases that we don't even know that are going to come out. And... Yes, so. Did you just did you just drag on a Trish? Did you just drag on a Capri Sun? Yes, I did. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. Uh... Strawberry kiwi, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Did y'all ever get one of those Capri Suns that went bad and it looked like worms came out? Like not where, Ew, no. Where you know what I mean? Or or I have uh, no idea what you mean. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that, when you when he had as many me. when he had as many kids as I have and went through as many Capri Suns as I we did, um every once in a while you get one where they it kind of goes uh it kind of goes into alcohol, right? And there's a and it forms a bacteria and in and out of the tube will come like really thick, viscous Capri Sun, and it was really horrifying. And you give it a uh, booze. Yeah, basically, yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, gross. Cool. I guess it's like it it's kind of like uh, what do you call it? A pruno they make in prison. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you just instead it just makes it. It just makes itself in the uh, it makes itself in the Capri Sun pouch rather than the stainless steel toilet in your cell. Loses the flavor that way, huh? right? Right. You don't oh, get God. that extra spicy. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man! I'm thankful I've never crossed paths with one of those. I would have been done drinking them. <laughs> yeah. Like, nope, never again. So, um. The next story is about how the pandemic fueled inequality. Imagine that. All right. <coughs> Twice. Everybody gets oh. one. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. So. As we go into the coronavirus, third topic for the <laughs> night. All right. It just um, keeps coming back in different subject matters. So more and more. Fuck. But uh, so even before COVID-19 inequality was a thing, we all know that. We all live it. 
Um, in 2019, the bottom half accounted for 1% of the country's total wealth, and the top 10% owned 76%. Um, in the past month, the country's 664 billionaires saw their wealth increase 44%, or $1.3 trillion. Um, meanwhile, weekly jobless claims have exceeded their pre-pandemic record every single week since last spring. More than 18 million Americans are claiming unemployment benefits of some kind or another. That's just the ones that are claiming benefits. 18 million Americans. Um, the most recent census data found that nearly 81 million Americans say they're having trouble paying for regular household expenses. 51 million expected a loss in income in the coming month. 22 million did not have enough food. And 11 million don't, didn't think they'd be able to make their next housing payment on time. Um, the, the gap just keeps getting wider and wider. Um, so the, the February jobs re report found that, um, jobless rates have come, come back to 5.6% for white people, but it's at 9.9% for black Americans and eight and a half percent for Hispanic Americans. And I'd be willing to bet that even those numbers are being narrowed and skewed by only showing part of the data. I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure. But, um, and again, though, like this article is from The Hill. This is from another capitalist publication, and they are warning about the wealth gap repeatedly, not just the Hill. I mean, capitalist media in general has been warning about the wealth gap. Like you'd think at this point, maybe some of these people would be like, oh, I don't want the fucking wall. Maybe I should pay my employees a different wage. Right. For fuck's sake. But no, we have motherfuckers like Jeff Bezos who made $13 billion in one day last year, July 20th of 2020 13 billion dollars in what one that, day what was that just on yeast for bacon bread <laughs> <laughs> he was charging like 40 dollars an ounce for yeast oh god so that, that being said though in terms of him making 13 billion in a day let's not forget that his wife took it and married somebody else Took half of it and married yeah. somebody. Yeah, a teacher. And funded Let's one of the it. largest nonprofits in history. So, yeah. That is funny. Good. We need to get We're more really more people to uh, marry these billionaires and take all their. <laughs> <laughs> take one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. And then radically redistribute their death when you get sick of it and leave them. Sick. Yep. <laughs> this is a great idea. I'm glad we had this discussion. See now, if I can rewind a few years. <laughs> the the funny thing the is billy. though, the approach drew howls from Republicans, many of whom complained that the relief package was laden 
with provisions unrelated to coronavirus. So, like, they're tying in the, the coronavirus response here, obviously. Like, I'm actually pretty impressed, okay, that out of this stimulus package, I haven't seen, you know, a bunch of corporate bailouts. I mean, I, I'm sure it's still there, don't get me wrong, but... I mean, we, with the first stimulus package, we saw the largest upward transfer of wealth ever. Yep. Right, you know, right behind or, well, right ahead of them taking effect, I guess. But, you know, the next biggest upward transfer of wealth ever is fucking Trump's tax cuts, which are still in place, by the way. So when you and I are paying more in middle class taxes, middle class, working class I ain't middle class. Who the fuck am I trying to get? No, but um, when our taxes go up in a couple of years, remember that shit ain't Biden. That shit was Trump. But you got to also remember that Democrats voted on that too. Yes, they did. They had yes, bipartisan, they you know, for that. But fuck, if we asked for 15, which isn't enough, they shit on us. Yep. Yeah, most of that list of Democrats that shit on that one directly were millionaires. The only one that wasn't was, uh, what's her name, Rob? Begins with an S. I uh, can't Kirsten Sinema. That one, class yep. traitor. Dude, the rest she of them were all millionaires. Up, she is straight up from poverty. She has no net worth. And she voted against... And her reasoning is, is because it didn't belong in a fucking COVID bill. But it wasn't a COVID bill. It was a stimulus bill. Right. It was supposed to stimulate the economy. Right. But she claims that she would support it as a standalone bill. But when do you ever fucking, fucking see a standalone bill? I would love to. I would yeah. love to. If we had yeah, standalone that... bills that were actually short enough for you to fucking read before you take a vote on the motherfucker instead of passing out thousand page bills that nobody can possibly get through in the short amount of time that they leave you before they're like, yep, we want to call this to a fucking vote. And it's like, well, wait, we haven't even gotten a chance to look at this shit. Um, well, no, I would love to see standalone bills. Bitches fucking talking bullshit right out of her ass with that one because it'll never fucking happen. So you're going to have to vote on it with a lump sum of a bunch of other shit. Didn't the until Republicans. We... Sorry, go ahead. I was done there with until we change right. that. <laughs> we need to go ahead. <laughs> Didn't the st uh, Republicans make them read that bill? And it could have literally passed a few days before it did if they didn't make them. And then no Republicans voted on it. So. I think that was a stalling tactic oh, um, yes. as far as like, oh, we're finally going to actually read every word of a fucking bill. But that's also why they made so many fucking changes to pad their own shit in there, too. We actually mm. need standalone bills. We need that to be... Um, the standard of how these things are done because they're able to put way too much shit in there. Yeah. But yeah, that's not transparent. So, right. That's the thing. Like, this should have been something for everyone to be able to go over and consider in their own offices in a reasonable amount of fucking time and come back and vote on. And yes, have some discussion about it for sure. But to spend so many days it's like that that should give them a clue of like this is how many days worth of reading it is for each one of these 
and you want to slam that gavel and demand that everybody take the floor and vote now when, you know. I know we've all seen uh, those pictures of them sleeping in their fucking chairs in Congress and in the Senate. And that's what we're paying for, is for them to just fall asleep in there (laughs) and then wake up and vote on something. Because at that point, it's information overload. And this is something we've actually learned from psychological studies due to education systems, that if you are crammed with that much fucking information for that many hours straight, your brain shuts down like, fuck you, I need a goddamn break. You can't plow through that many hours of reading consecutively and still be capable of functioning at full capacity. It is physically impossible. And we're talking about the elderly here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, <laughs> Average ages. We got people who really really should retire to, you know, or go to a nursing home or something sitting up in there and wondering why they're napping and shit like how about we get some people in there first of all who you know um because for one that that also affects so many other things i i've worked in too many nursing homes seen too much like you are not at full capacity when you are like 87 and you know need a nap a couple of times a day and there's nothing wrong with that that's just part of being your age please retire fucking retire (laughs) you know um but we also need to actually um do something about the fact that they're even allowed to push these arguments out where people are on the floor for entire days at a time who the fuck is functional at that point in time I promise if I get into Congress, I'll, uh, I probably won't be serving two terms. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. I'll be like, get this dude out of here. He's fucking crazy. Well, you he wants to fight for the people. Yeah, right? dude, I, I yeah. feel that. I mean, I, I'm kind of like, man, no matter what office I run for, if I win, I'm probably going to be like... I know you can't fire an elected fi- an elected official, but I feel like I would get fired on the first day. Like, yeah, hey, you can't act like that here. Fuck you. <laughs> God, if we could, man, it would be nice to get Marjorie Green the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, Left Unity. Actually, I wanted to open it with something that sh- that'll be its own segment in the next stream, but. Um, not in this one, sorry. Um, anyway, but Leftist Book Club goes down. Yeah. Down. Giggity. Well, Trisha's down. Everybody else is like, Rob, oh, Rob, yeah. why, oh, yeah. why, why are you acting? Why are you acting like I ain't got shit muted, and it doesn't take me an hour to fucking unmute? All right. <laughs> I already told you. I already told you. I'm building a reading list. I have the doc almost complete. On my end, I'm gonna send it around for everyone else. Well, I wanna, I want, I, I'm not gonna. I almost called it homework to try to be funny, but it's it, it's not fucking homework. No, it's um, education. It's enlightenment. 
Yeah, I'm gonna it's drop. Provoking. I'm gonna drop the link to um, quotations from Mao Zedong, also known as the Little Red Book. Um, and you know, by Monday we'll read like. When I say when I okay, so the chapters in this book they're they're all like essays or excerpts from other works right so when i say like the first two chapters i'm meaning like fucking five pages of book okay <laughs> like we're not getting out of hand here but if we not do bad. the first two chapters by monday so a part of the reason i'm doing this honestly is to plug the marxist internet archive because they have such a fucking huge library of shit that's just freely available and that is the link that I sent. It's in the, uh... It's in the comments. Fuck yes. Well, it's a wealth of knowledge. Notes, we get the stimulus, I'm gonna buy some of the, the books. You know, especially, I'll buy some of the books that Dawn's gonna come up with, too. Hell yeah. I, I caution yes. you to, um... To, uh... Make the choice beforehand on buying some of them if they're going to actually like be your cup of tea because some of them are not leftist or anything like that. Some of them are like the Book of Five Rings or um, or or Epictetus's Enchiridion. That's fine with me. I'm I'm interested. My my mind is open. So okay. Drop the Dow in there too. <laughs> Drop the what? The Drop Dow the base. The, oh yeah, the the that the too. Dow the Dow's gonna be in there. Okay. So uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end here. Um, the longest one so far, guys. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody yeah, looked at the comments? Do we still have people with us? Hours and 26 minutes. We do. Okay. We still have... Uh... <laughs> Natalie said, I don't want burning out, but most others near or past 80 need to pass the torch. Yes. Agreed. We can keep Bernie as long as Bernie can speak. And yeah, Man. actually, uh, James <laughs> and Natalie were having a back and forth about how they're old and tired and don't want to read. Right. Oh, they got um, audio books. Natalie now. brought up Republicans are trying to still make the inheritance tax raised to no limit and permanent. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And that's why we need to be cautious of any liberal reforms, really. Even if the attention uh, even if the intentions are good, um, reforms can be overturned. We need to be vigilant. Best intentions. Something, something, road paved to hell, something, something. Something, something, something dark side. Good news. Yes. Something, something oh. complete. Oh. Oh, it's my section. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that feels good. Okay. I don't have any good news. <laughs> I have anthropology news. That is good news. Uh, I mean... Depending on how yeah, you see it. Yeah, I actually Some forgot don't to care. like put the the science, the science and anthropology slide in this 
I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. I, um, one second. Okay, my phone, which is what I'm reading this on, uh, glitched out, so bear with me. Um, I'll just give you the, uh... Glitched out like Joe Biden's face earlier, bro? Man, (laughs) I... Beautiful skin. Beautiful skin. Beautiful skin. Yeah, I know. Where can I get that skin? (laughs) Um... There's a special store. Okay. Um, That conversation got weird. (laughs) Anyway. Good news, everyone. Good news, everyone. Um, Some some discoveries were made in the field of archaeology, which will probably never make it to the history books because the people that run shit wrote the theories that would this would overturn and you know egos but good news everyone a um human settlement a city uh was discovered in mozambique that dates roughly and this is a controversial dating mind you um 200 dates to around 200,000 years ago um, for some perspective, that is 195,000 years before the pyramids were built. Um, right. It is in southern Africa. <laughs> a, and the city, the portion of the city that is shown in the article, which I will link in the comments um, probably after this, uh, the city itself stretches over 10,000 kilometers. Holy fuck. Yeah, it's, it looks huge. Yeah, it's huge, and it's got roads, and the built the walls that are still around are built uh built out of dolerite. That's how they got the um, that's how they got the dating the uh, the weathering of the dolerite suggests that it was built two hundred thousand years ago. Yeah. To, to bring that into further perspective, the <clears throat> oldest things that we have found in Mesopotamia and Egypt, as far as human um, humanity goes, it, on the oldest, probably about 6,000 years. So... Yeah, that's that's really cool. Really cool news. That's about all I've got for good news. Um, some funny news. I went to hit my pipe, and apparently, if you leave a bubbler just sitting around for a while, mold gathers on it. So, oh no. Yeah, I'm not really feeling good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Fuck, dude. Rob's not laughing. I was hoping to make Rob laugh, but he's just kind of staring blankly. Rob, you're on mute. <laughs> oh, I, I, I mockingly, ha 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 ha. Oh, yeah, I, I got it. I got it. I know that. I, I, fi- I, know I that. figured you would. <laughs> I figured you would. Wow. Uh, James said their McDonald's had dinosaur McRibs. My God. Really. <laughs> 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 It all comes out. Oh. Where the Flintstones are really from. It all comes out. All right. So, 
It has been lovely hanging out with you guys. All of you Dinner. wonderful people who are listening to our voices and probably thinking, why am I watching this? Or why am I, why <laughs> am I still here? But thank you anyway. <laughs> Is it like a car wreck that you can't turn away from as you drive by? Gotta slow down. Emily <laughs> said all four of us. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, all four of you. <laughs> but I mean, you know, we've had like four viewers for over an hour now, so we know who the real MVPs are. Right. Yep. So I, I just forget wanna... all the awesome sharing that has happened and like the additional people who have watched after it's been shared, you know, not necessarily being able to get on live. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. And I noticed that uh, that Haymarket Riot uh, episode has gotten a lot more hits than our normal stream, so we need to get back on you know, recording new material. Hell yeah. But we can talk about it. I that. dig it. Anyway, I want to plug our website, www.4wearemany.org, and our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash 4 and uh, we'll see you guys Monday. Uh, Can I say something? I just wanted to point out to everybody that's in Arizona, uh, our time for the stream will change because, you know, we're the only ones that don't do daylight savings time. So, yeah. Instead of the stream starting at 6 p.m., it will be starting at 5 Can I say something before we leave? That's why I said go ahead, Dom. Oh, I didn't. I can't hear you over the beats, man. There's They're no too way. powerful. No, seriously, I, I can barely hear you over the beats. Right, they are pretty perfect. loud. They got really loud. They're perfect. <laughs> I mean, I'm vibing with it. Stereo, bro. It's fucking pretty sick. I I can imagine. Um, I just want to know if I can get away. And if I can't get away with saying this, either way, just cut it off as soon as I'm done. You'll know when the end of the sentence is. But I want to know if I can get away with saying on the air that Tucker Carlson sucks flaccid penis. <laughs> well, you said it. Yeah, yeah I'll allow I mean, it. you said it, and the cops aren't <laughs> knocking on your door yet. I'm so mad. Anyway. Natalie and James both said great show once again. Hope to see you next time. Nat well, that was James. Natalie said thanks, everyone. Great content covered. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes. We love you all. Good night. Good night. Except Tucker Carlson. Fuck Tucker Carlson. <laughs> all together. Fuck Tucker, Fuck Tucker Carlson. Carlson. Happy birthday to you. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Solidarity. Being so done with our shit. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just waiting for the recording.